So, uh, t-shirt peddler and uh, salesman for Hot Wheels. Brought us one. He did. Yeah. Mr. Jack Baldwin, if you could describe this uh, dinner we just had in one word, what would it be? Uh, it was quite an adventure. How is that one word? That's a whole sentence. Oh, that's a whole sentence. <laughs> <laughs> You're just saying what I'm saying now. All right, one word. Yeah. Just say it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, extraordinary. Boom. Yeah. All right. There you go. And now for Dinner with Racers, presented by Continental Tire. With your hosts, Ryan Eversley and Sean Heckman. Placeholder Radio. Racers. Dinner with racers. Dinner with racers. Pew, 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 pew. We're not even using the air horn anymore. No, I'll get it out. <laughs> anyway, uh, so we are currently driving uh, from uh, somewhere in North Carolina to Atlanta, Georgia, wrapping out a uh, another four-week journey to travel 8,000 miles to bring you on this trip what was uh, 12 right. free dinners with racers. 12-pack. But actually, we're going to play a recording from something we did back in August. Which was another couple thousand miles and another seven days added on to it. All to bring free entertainment to our relentless, relentless, impatient <laughs> audience who's like, when's the new ones coming out? When you used to have to wait a year. And now it's like, what was it? It's been like a six weeks, guys. It's been six weeks. Where's my free stuff? So, Anyways, we went down to Florida, did basically a sports car racing trip. We wanted to talk to a bunch of people that may not, might not get as much celebration as normal in our world and so that's kind of what this trip became and then on the way back we stopped in roswell georgia at the noca eatery to meet up with none other than mr jack baldwin so uh, on national just because day uh we heard a, a number of great tales but to give you a little bit of background on uh, mr jack baldwin uh jack is known for a lot of different kind of gt style racing but his uh his i'd say his preeminent days were in uh, Trans Am ranks, especially during the days that Trans Am was awesome. And Jack got to drive probably the most famous livery that came out of that series, which was the Hot Wheels car, which every kid loved. So if you know the Hot Wheels Camaro, if you've ever seen that on display, seen photos, that's Jack Baldwin, Mr. Hot Wheels. So I had the scallops, Sean had the chicken sandwich, supposedly, and uh, some of the things you're going to hear about is that uh, he was the first person in motorsports to lie to his parents. Imagine that. Uh, he was also the first person in history to sell a t-shirt. He completely managed to disappear from a race once. Literally. Just gone. 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 And uh, he also saved Hurley Haywood's life. And that, that one's true. We, we heard that's that on Hurley's episode. So yeah. that one, that's a pretty impressive story. But uh, obviously none of this would be possible without the, uh, what's that tire company again, Sean? Well, they're, they're based out of uh, South Carolina, which we just drove through. Right. Um, they have some lovely folks in charge who've been supporters of us for now four years. And that would be... Uh, oh, that'd be a Continental Tire. Give me a Ryan Eversley Continental Tire. Yeah, Continental no, no, Tire. No, no, do it like I do it. Okay. Uh, here's my Ryan Eversley impression. Yeah. Continental Tires, I love me. Mm, yeah, pretty good. That's pretty good, right? Yeah. Good. Thanks to Acura for keeping us on the road safe and uh, always reliable, which is why this podcast keeps on trucking. And once again, thank you to Mr. The Smoke, Tony Stewart, for uh, getting us from one place to the next. Hey, uh, you think I can sit in on this one? So please listen to Mr. Jack, Jack Baldwin. Baldwin. The first man to do anything you've ever thought of. <laughs> All right, we're going to start in five, four, three, two, one.
Hey, hey what's up? Scott? How are you? Yeah, yeah, that's a big good. deal. It's all for you. Look at this. Big table for a big deal. <laughs> How are you, my friend? Yeah. Nice seeing you again. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, you um, take take the, the seat any more any any yeah. seat of six you want. Yeah. We got the big I'm, table. Where, you, I'm yeah, you're over right here. here. You're we're wherever you want. All right. So the legendary Jack Baldwin. There's plenty of ways to find out your career history in uh, online, but prior to Formula Ford, like I. We've known each other for a while, but I, I, to this day, I couldn't tell you, like, when you saw your first car, how you decided to even get into any of this stuff. Well. Because you're from, you were, you're from Tampa originally. Uh, originally from Tampa, born yeah. and raised in Tampa, and it's probably the most, you know, the, the, the most frequent question asked me through my life. Is right. How did you get started? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. that's, and I'm <clears throat> sure, Ryan, you get yep. the same question. <clears throat> yeah, I was a guy that grew up in a. My dad actually owned a driving school, Safeway Driving School. So he taught yeah. half of Tampa to drive. Okay. okay. You know, the mayor's son. And all the t- this was yeah, like, yeah, a, yeah. like a get-your-license kind of school? Yeah, yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah. He was one of the pioneers in driver education as we know it today. Sure. Okay. He was one of those guys. And, uh, you know, my dad was good for 20 bucks on a Friday night. Yeah. You know, I had food to eat mm-hmm. and clothes, okay. but that was about the extent of it. Right. right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, And all the other kids had stuff, and I didn't have anything. Right. You know, but... I wasn't poor. I right. just wasn't rich, you right. know. Yeah. Right. Um, I don't know where I got it from. Don't know where I got it from. Really? Uh, I don't know how. There was it, no like he took you to what? Sebring one day. No, or none of that. My dad and I never. We never did that. He right. worked all the time. He was yeah. that. He came from that era. His dad. Well, also his job. I assume the, was the depression. Yeah. Okay. Right. So it was all, um, you know, work, work, work all the time. Sure. Yeah. So it bothered my brother quite a bit. That, that dad he was w- never around. That dad was never around, yeah. and dad never spent time with him. And I, I remember saying to my brother one time, I said, Jimmy, if you want to go fishing, go fishing. Right. Yeah. You know, but don't don't <clears> expect, <throat> you know, don't, if dad, if dad won't take you fishing, that doesn't mean you can't go fishing. You can right. do whatever you want to do. You right. got to do it. So I was that kid, and Jimmy was just, Something else. you know, he was just, as time came on, it was, we, we learned more and more. But right. um, I don't know wherever I got it from. Uh, my dad was never involved. I didn't know any race car drivers. I remember going to Phillips Field. My dad took me to Phillips Field on a Friday night. Yeah. And uh, that yep. was one of the old asphalt yep. around the football field. Okay. If you went, a lot of guys went in the river. <laughs> you know, it's like. But they got it wrong. Yeah, and right, I right. watched Buzzy Rudiman. Uh, good old Buzzy. Buzzy. Double yeah. zero, baby. Yeah. Okay. And I remember that. And that, that was it. Yeah. Okay. And I remember I would say to my mother, look. I'll get up and go to Sunday school on my bicycle if you take me to the drag strip, Tampa Dragway. And it's like mid-50s? Uh, no, this is uh, 60s. Okay. 60s. Okay. So you're you're getting mid-six, old mid- enough that you can start driving soon. Yeah, I'm, I'm like in the, well, 50, I'm riding my bike. So yeah. I graduated yeah. from high school in 66. Yeah. Okay. So do the math back yeah, in yeah, the high, right, right, late right. 50s, okay. yeah. something like that, 60. Yeah. So she said, why? I said, because I can't go to Sunday school. And ride my bike to Tam- Tampa Dragway. Now, this is back. At the, we're talking riding 20 miles okay. on a normal bike. Right. Yeah. Not yeah. On this a, is not, not like we bikers. got the day. No, yeah. no. This is, yeah. And I didn't think anything of it. This right. is not on the interstate, yeah, like I four. You know, 90, 92. You know. Right. So my mom would take. To, I remember <clears throat> the first time I ever went to the drag strip. She took me out there. Went down this little dead end street <laughs> that led the drag strip. There was a house across the street from the finish starting line, yeah. and. Um, I, I couldn't get in. I didn't have the money. So she just let me out. And I said, thanks, Mom. See you later. She'd come back and get me around 5, you know. Uh-huh. And I, I said, how am I going to get in? I can't get in. So I climbed the tree. 
Yeah. yeah. All right. And I climbed a tree, and I w- could see over the fence looking down the drag strip. And the first pass I saw was a guy lose a flywheel without a scatter shield. Oh, wow. And I s- literally saw half the flywheel fly through right. the air. Right. Wow. Later, <clears throat> I snuck in. I got over there, and I saw this guy laying there, you know, like was half his leg tore off all bl- so from the flywheel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, and you're like, this is this is what I well, want. I want to be in this. <laughs> yeah, I don't, you know, like whatever. Yeah, seems good. So that's where I. I mean, it just sort of started from there, and I, I had this. I always knew what I wanted to do. I always knew what I wanted to do in life. So when I, as I go through school, I always passed. Yeah, yeah. You know, I didn't make A's. I you're a race car driver. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I never failed. And I'd also and like to point out. Once again, we have a pro race driver whose first racing experience involves cheating and stealing. Right, yeah. yeah. Some yeah, sort yeah. of fraud. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Swindling. So I, I just, you know, I I just had this thing. I always wanted to, every counselor I have sat in front of, what would you like to do? You know, they always, guidance counselor, yep. right? Yeah. Remember those guys? Yep. Sure. Going to be a race car driver. They go, like, really? That's not a thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But like, really. Uh, and so that's, and it never changed. Right. So... On down the road, I was a drag racer like Joey, right. Joe Vardy, my great friend, and um, you know, through the, I mean, I, I, I look, it was it was uh, Friday night Sunshine Drag Strip, Saturday night Oldsmar, and Sunday afternoon Tampa Dragway. Yeah. Every weekend, all the time, my, you know, whatever I could get myself That's into, it, yeah. I was a real, I could shift. Okay. And I could yeah. cut lights. So sort of like what we hear about with the short track guys. You're just going from Making every every little dragway yeah. you could. And my dad would, you know, like, can I borrow the car? <laughs> <laughs> right. right. And I'm out there, got the hubcaps off, take the air cleaner yeah. off. And yeah. I'm, they got a class for everything. Sure, you know? yeah. So I'm in a Comet, man. I'm whatever. Yeah. You right. know? And, uh, yeah, he caught me. Uh, <laughs> he, he, yeah, it was bad. How are you paying for this? Uh, how, how am I? Yeah, to go drag racing. Oh, well, what do you mean? I dro- got in the car, drove it out to drag ship. Yeah. It cost like three bucks to get in. Yeah. Okay. It's even like that you now. Know? You go like a Friday night. <laughs> yeah. You know, you can just drive up in your street car. Yeah, two, yeah. it was like two bucks. So you're like, yeah. bar- are, like, are you borrowing this car from your parents or something? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It's the family or anybody else I can did would be okay. foolish enough to loan me the car. Right. So, so <laughs> it's so like, Mom. I got pretty well known around school, so okay. other parents with hotter cars yeah, right. would say, hey, I got the car. I got the yeah, Impala with yeah. the 409 in it. So you're getting recruited. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So as this thing went along, I got the when we got into like junior college. And mom know, and dad know this that you're doing this. Yeah, it got bad. Okay, it got you bad. Got yeah, yeah, I got okay. I, I got bad. You know, I was sneaking a car out. You yeah. know, this was eight years before. That's it. Right. I'm seeing like, mom, I'm gonna go out for the night. Uh, I'll be back in three hours. You know. Yeah. Oh yeah, and of course, Joey Chitwood, the Thrill Show was over in Drew Park. Mm-hmm. So I'm building ramps behind the house in the alley because yeah. I, I go to the Florida State Fairgrounds and I see the show and I'm like, I'm going to try that. So right, I'm building right. these ramps that are, of course, crashing over. Yeah. <laughs> good, good. And every and the other thing I think that influenced me was the sprint car races. Yeah. Yeah. The IMSA, IMCA, sprint car races. Yeah. Okay. And these guys, and I would skip school and I'd go down there. And I remember, oh, man, and I'd sneak in. I had to sneak in. Listen, I, I always snuck in because I was great at sneaking in. Okay. <laughs> they, they, you couldn't keep me out. I mean, I'd figure it out. You're there pretty tall. I'm impressed. Over right. fence, under fence. If there's a tree. You're going to get there. Uh, yeah. Look, I've been chased out of the big, big on the back stretch of Daytona at the end of yeah. going into three when the trees used to be there. Sure. Yeah. Well, I've been caught by the horse guys on horseback up in, in the trees. trees. They're like – 
Attaboy. Come Attaboy. on down. Like, yeah. Damn it. That yeah. was a good viewing spot. <laughs> right. You know? yeah, that's my spot. That's my tree. So, and, and, and like when I was in uh, high school, the, my, my uh, dean would, he'd, I've got you this time. Right. I've got you. I was in the grandstands. I saw you in the. For cutting I school. I saw you. So this yeah. is for cutting school. And I go, but I got this note from my mom. Because I said to mom, I said, mom, you either write me the note. I'm gonna get thrown out. Yeah, right. I'm going so you gotta write me the note, and you know I'm there. I'm, I'm, I'm just telling you, I'm there. Right. You gotta write me the note. I'm going either so way. So she writes me the note, and he says, "I saw you there." I said, "Well, then you need to talk to my mom about that, <laughs> <laughs> because she says I'm home. Right. So it's between you two. That's awesome. Oh, so that was, uh, you know, uh, so I don't know. I just went to uh, I, I went to Daytona. Uh, there's I. I, I one time we were in my, our Barracuda, mm-hmm. and we're traveling around Florida, going to Marine Land and doing the little vacation. Sure. <clears throat> so my mom, I'm driving, and my dad's over here. Oh, the France, <laughs> I shouldn't tell this story. Yes, you should. That, that means True. you got to tell it. Yeah. Oh, there's a couple of these. I'm, yeah. I'm, too late now. Statue of limitations. Too late now. Yeah, 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 too yeah. late now. Yeah. So, so back in the day, you know, when you drove right there at that intersection, you know, now that we used to go into the track. Yeah, right there. The new tunnel. Yeah. Well, that was just a field and a dirt road that led around to the gate. You know, the gate that's coming off of two. Yeah. There's a gate right there. Yep. So I go down the little thing. They say, where are you going? My brother and my my mom's in the back seat. And I'm in this little V8 Barracuda because my dad used Chrysler stuff. So I drive around there. I'll never forget this. I, I come around. The gate's open Holy <laughs> crap! Yeah, the gates open. Let's do it. Calling me. I nosed it through, and my dad says, "Son, what are you doing?" <laughs> <laughs> I turned right and floored it. No, no way. Oh yeah, everybody I don't speed right and I floored it. I'm on Daytona, and I am wide open, baby. Right. I'm sending this thing, and they're going, "Son, <laughs> son, yeah, yeah. what are you doing? What are you doing?" <laughs> I'm like, "On the banking, baby. Right. right. Yeah, on yeah, it, yeah. free and clear." So I whip around, made one lap, came by once, and yeah. of course I know they were. Coming. Oh yeah, you're dead to rights. Ju- yeah. But they put the roadblock up just past the gate. Okay. So oh, as I came so off of tense. two, I looked yeah. ahead. I said, "There they are." I said. Yeah. You know, out the gate, <laughs> and they just let me go. Right. right. Well, they, yeah. they figured it was best to, to yeah, let me go. Yeah, it's over with. Yeah. yeah. That's with your parents in the car. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 What, what were you doing when they weren't around? <laughs> oh, it was, it was, it was. How, you know, looking back, you're driving cars that were fast. Mm-hmm. They had no brakes. Right. We didn't have any brakes. We had yeah. drum brakes. Yeah. The biggest problem at Tampa Dragway, because it was short, was if I'm running at a Chevelle 396. I mean, after the second pass, you don't got no brakes. Right. Yeah, so we're opening heat. the doors. We're there's a sand pit at the end of the drag ship. We stuff it in the sand pit and bury it, and have to go dig it out. But you know, That's it was what you did. yeah, it was wild. Right. I right. mean, street racer. <laughs> you know, yeah, I got caught drag racing on the street. I, all that stuff. My right. dad hated me. You know, I got a lot of tickets. Right. A lot, a lot of tickets. <laughs> but uh, um, so anyway, moving on. That was how it all started. I, I uh, <clears throat> you know, uh, we were professional street racers in Miami. Mm-hmm. Uh, going to school, we put notes on people's windshields, want to drag, want to race, you know. What, what is a professional street racer? Well, this is what we had, the Christmas tree, we had the bleach box, we had, we, the cars were tuned up. Yeah. My roommate had a 67 Chevelle 427 L88. Okay. And we had a, a 396 four, four and a quarter horse. Okay. Yeah. Both of navy blue. Oh, cool. And they were bad fast. They yeah. were right on the national records. <laughs> and we'd go to eight mile 
we go to uh, Military Canal Road or down to the Everglades. Yeah. You know, we go over to where the There's Cubans no were. Yeah. Right. We'd run their GTO. Because we could kill a GTO and a sure. Charger and all this stuff, you know. And so we were professional street racers. We traveled to Gainesville because we'd get known they wouldn't race. Yeah, of course. Okay. Yeah. So you go into hot shops, back in the back, here they come. You know, they right, right. And everybody, you know, if you bet 10 bucks, you win 10 bucks. Uh-huh. So that's how it's a profession is now you're So that's, you're how, it worked. that's how it all started out. Yeah, and sure. you're drag racing and, and rocking. I transferred from Miami-Dade to Gainesville because of uh, uh, Gainesville Dragway. Uh, okay, drag okay. Not right. because of school, because of Gainesville Dragway. Right, yeah. And the... And the guy that I met going through the gate was Terry Irwood. Huh. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. Yep. Bet him before I knew Charlie. Right. So. Uh, but basically, your first source of income racing is literally hustling. Hustling, absolutely. Because I would yeah. I do yeah. every Wednesday hustling. night. They yeah. have drag races at Miami Dade, okay. Miami Dragway, and I would drive the car. Right. For, I'd get half the money. You know, I get some. Of, you know what I mean? I get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They put everybody there's an entry fee and you get the purse back. Okay. And I would drive these guys' cars. I, I, I never had the money to own anything. So you're literally hustling people, let them let you drive their car. Mm-hmm. And then you're hustling people for betting money. Yeah, right. And the okay. rich guys down there, they would wreck their cars. They buy these uh, Camaros yeah, for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. not ready to wreck them. Then yeah. they come to me and they go, My dad, I, we got the new car, I don't, but I can't, I want to race it, but I, I can't drive it. So, and so I they'll put you in the car. I could drive mm-hmm. it. I could drive them straight. <laughs> I mean, I I could drive a I could flat shift a uh, you know sure a four twenty seven with a with an M twenty two and not break the gearbox. So you're right? convincing these guys with these cars to let you drive, and then you're turning around and finding somebody that you can race, betting them, and then right. taking that money back. Right. And then I how was, much how much are you clearing? Oh, I'm, I, if I made a hundred bucks, I'm doing great. Okay. You know, I mean, we're but talking. this is also like early mid sixties. <laughs> and I had to have the car because I was an expert on tuning in carburetors and stuff like that. Right. So moving on. My buddy, who loaned somebody some money, uh, called me up one day, and I'm living at my parents. I'm back at my parents, and, you know, um, out of school. And he says, "Hey, I loaned this guy some money, and he gave me this car as collateral. You want a race car as collateral? You want to drive it?" I said, "Sure." I have no idea what it is. He says, "I don't know." I said, "Where is it?" He said, "Up in Washington D.C." I said, "Okay." So I said, uh, "He said, come up to Gainesville. I'll give you 250 bucks." Go get the car, and we'll go from there. So I'm in my Cutlass, I'm flatbed trailer. Right. My little, he has a trailer sitting up there. My buddy, who I still today, friend of mine, Ray Brooks, we go up and just open this warehouse, and there's a March Formula Ford sitting there oh, on wow. a trailer. Cool, Brand yeah. new. Yeah. Son of a bitch. So I'm a Formula oh, Ford racer. Yeah, here okay. we go. Thank That's you. it. I'm going to be an open I guy. have no idea about this son of a bitch. Right. I don't right. know what the wheels I come back into town. I don't know nothing. I just get in this thing and I just drive the hell out of it. Okay. Yeah. That's it. And I was, you know, it wasn't until I got with Jim Ruggles. They got the wheels pointed straight mm-hmm. and the proper my on first, it. My first deal was uh, um, Rinsler. Okay. Bobby Rinsler. Yeah, I that Rinsler Motor Race. Yeah. Can Am team. LM, LM, whatever. Right. Yeah. Right. No, the Royal Crown Car. Yeah. So, you know, he sees me drive at Road Atlanta. He's in a little motorhome, a little Winnebago up in the paddock. You know, the original paddock's yeah. still there, you know. So there he is, and he calls me over, and he says, who does your motors? I go, yeah, me. Right. We do. Yeah. <laughs> you see that trailer over there, that flatbed trailer? I mean, I would come down pit road, get out of the car, change my gears, get back in the car, and go out. I, yeah, Because yeah, right. we're talking grassroots here. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We're talking no money. Right. And I was doing pretty good. 
you know? He yeah. says, you know, you, you should be a race car driver. I said, well, that's the plan. Yeah, I'm yes. working on it. So yeah. I moved up to, he says, you come up to us and you should move, come up to Atlanta. So I moved in with Tommy Frazier, Frazier, yep. uh, Dante Frazier, mm-hmm. that Tommy. You know, his parents some casual corner or something like that. Right. I don't know. Moved in his basement. Came up here with 250 bucks and the Formula Ford behind me that I didn't own. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't tell him I took right. it to Atlanta. Right. You know, right. it's right. like. So that's that's where it started. Two years later, I was U.S. U.S. Formula Ford champion. Now you're you're doing all this uh, drag racing. How are you jumping in Formula Fords and like it was clear? Guy called me up. The phone rang. Right. He says, "I got a I got this car. You want to drive it? it could, look, if it had been a late model sportsman, a late model stock car, I'd have been a late I'd have been a stock car driver. Right. 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 If it was it just the car a, that was available I, to you. You know what I mean? It, it was like I've never had. To be honest with you, I've never had the opportunity to choose. Right. Okay. It's like I, me and I took, women. I, 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 <laughs> every deal I've ever had, I've had to make it happen. Right. right. My phone has never rang, and nobody's ever put something on the platter and said, hey, what about this? Right. Hold on. Hold on. You're saying to make it as a pro driver, <laughs> you didn't just wait by the phone for somebody to call, and then you didn't complain about it? <laughs> yeah. That's weird. Yeah. I've never heard such a you thing. You had to well, take opportunity as it came? Yeah. I had huh. to make it happen. You have to How make it happen. How dare you? How dare you? I mean, uh, you had to th- I had to dream up these ideas. Right. I mean, uh, but it's, was, now, what, listen, I had, a, I had some breaks, mm-hmm. and right. that's why I understand that break. I understand, you know, getting that opportunity. Right. And so I was, you know, I'm real happy to, I'm proud to say that, if there's one thing I did to give back was to give Andrew Davis his break. Oh yeah, that sure. was the reason yeah. he that was got him over the hump. Right. Yeah. And in the deal, and yeah. I probably had a positive influence on Robin Liddell too. Yeah. Yeah. Because that yeah, same well, 24 yeah. hour. Yeah, right. we'll, we'll we'll talk about them as we get sort of later anyway. in the end of your career. But like, what what's cool about that era is. Everybody didn't come from 10 years of kart racing and then sort of a mandatory three-weekend no. Skip Barber thing. Right. Like you just yeah. were like, yeah, I drag race. Let's try this. So like, yeah. And, uh, yeah, and that's how we did it. I mean, we didn't – Joe Vard is the same way. Mm-hmm. I mean, he got the Dodge deal. Yeah. I right. dreamed up this idea. I gave it to him. He called me back and said, hey. He says, I got the deal. I said, what? Right. <laughs> right. Um, I, I went into a very – after I won the U.S. championship – in Formula Ford. In Formula Ford. Yeah. That was a big deal. Yeah. It was a special race. I went to Brands Hatch. I got screwed over big time. I had nobody helping me. Right. I had no advice. I, right. I was me. Yeah. So I was totally taken advantage of. I, things didn't go well. well look, yeah. Well, look, look. Go ahead. I said, the story we heard is you went to Europe after you won the championship here. When you got there, the car they gave you to race was just a Oh, giant. it was completely. It wasn't even there. Right. right. I mean, where's the car? Yeah. Uh what car are you talking about? It was that kind of. I built yeah. the car. Right. I mean, with and they wouldn't even let me use tools. Uh-huh. They. I said, "Can I borrow tools?" They go, "No." And I looked at them. I said, "So the whole the ga- So so I understand. It's all about beating the American. That's all you want right. to do is make sure I don't do good." Right. And they looked at me with a dead dead right now. I said, "Yep, <laughs> yep." I, I'd say, "Can I use a wrench out of the toolbox?" Nope. Right. Well, so let, let's go back so to So rocks steps. and sticks and shit. Yeah. Right, right, right. I, yeah. I still made the grid, though. But it, it was, it was, it was, it was, my father came up to me on the, with the, two minutes ago, and he said, son, you haven't made the grid yet. I said, tell him to get away from the car. And I went out there and just did one of my jackball and closed my eyes and just 
Went for it. Just went for it. Put that sandwich together. Well, yeah. so you know? let's let's go back a couple steps. So the Formula Ford scene. We've talked about this with a couple of guests, but like, you know, early seventies Formula Ford. Uh, it's, it's still a category today, but Formula Ford in, at that time it was, was like there it was wasn't karting. This was what everybody did. This was started. the bomb. Yeah, and and SCCA at the time was the place to be. The place to so be. You so win. I won this race. Went right. to Europe. Was looking good. I mean, and I how, was, how does the European thing come about? Like, is that part of the win? Is that they send you to the yeah, UK? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So all the part SCCA of that sends you. They still do it. Yeah. Right, right, right. But but the, like there was no Team USA scholarship like there like there is today with Jeremy no. Shaw. Yeah. So Ford you, gave me two grand. That's what I was okay. gonna say. Okay, so so you had two grand from Ford. It gave me two grand. Okay, and it took. Two grand to get to it. Sure, but sure. it's not like you're bringing your stuff. Like you're just sent over to some I UK wanted team. to bring my stuff, but they talked me out of it. Okay. I wanted to go over there with my stuff. If I'd have gone over there with my car right. and and just said, get away from me, I do I'm this. bringing my car right. and my motor. Right. Right? Um, I might have won that son of a bitch. Right. And, and the other thing is I brought my – I shipped my motor over, mm -hmm. but the car was so bad I refused to put my engine sure. in that car. Right. Because I said, why would I do this? It, mm -hmm. it's, it's a joke. Because basically they hooked you up with some British team that could give a It was actually the Titan factory, and Fred Opert, who okay. was the importer, he was involved with mm -hmm. this whole thing. And he, he walks up right before the race and wants money. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, yeah. This, okay. this whole thing was just, yeah, like just yeah. terrible. Yeah. Okay. So when I got back, here's the thing. So I get back, I'm thinking, okay, I'm U.S. champion. Yeah. Right. Something's going to happen. Well, my phone rang. Okay. Everyone wanted to know how much money I had. Right. Yeah. I said, what okay, can I can probably come up with 500 bucks. Even in 1974. 72. Like 1972. 1972. What was your ranking? Yeah. Ranking. <laughs> 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 anyway, go on. So I, you know, I, I, what do you mean money? How much money I have? I don't, you know, I mean, how much money do I need? They, well, how much money do you have? I, right. I don't have any money. Right. Uh, so, um, I didn't know anything about the economy. That's when we had a big, you know, 72, three, four, yeah, things yeah. were pretty bad then. I had no idea. Right. So, I busted my ass to try to find money okay. to keep things going. And I couldn't do it. It was terribly frustrating. But what, is, what, is, what does that mean? Like, you're looking for sponsors? Yeah. You're looking for jobs? Looking for sponsors. Okay. Um, so... That's when I got in the t-shirt business. Right. Rock and roll. And that's and what we want to hear. Yeah, about. How does, oh, so yeah. <clears throat> how do you just get into the t-shirt business? Was it something that you knew somebody already? There had to be. This is a great story. <clears throat> it's like, yeah, and we'll, we'll let you tell it. But I mean, this is like rock and roll t-shirts that you started doing. Okay. So. Okay. Not in the go. beginning. Oh, okay. Okay. So. Like, were you a t-shirt guy? Like, were you into nope. t-shirts? Okay. <laughs> nope. I, um. Who's a still friend of mine today? Um, Glenn Colton. Okay. We were living over here at, in Vinings, an apartment. Mm -hmm. And we meet this guy, Glenn Colton. He's in t-shirt business. I need a job. I didn't yeah, have money. Yeah, totally I didn't have money. Yeah, this is, we're all in the real world. And you're just heartbroken and racing over it. Getting frustrated. Can't make it happen. Yeah. yeah. But I need a job. I got to pay the rent. Yeah. And you're like yeah. 24. T-shirtery, a couple of Jewish boys have this T-shirt company out on uh, Fulton Industrial. Okay. So I go out there, but I'm thinking big. I'm thinking big. I'm thinking, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make a, I'm gonna make some money. And you're gonna become a billionaire in T-shirt sales. Exactly. And that's that's gonna fund your racing. Have you let go, or are you just gonna be a billionaire yeah. in T-shirts? No, I'm gonna fund my racing. Okay. Okay. So this is all my plan. So I go out there, and I tell Steve Cohen. Look, 
I'll go sell the local bar 12 dozen t-shirts, but I have much bigger plans. I'm going to do big things here. You're like, I've been here an hour. I know how this yeah, works. Yeah, it's day two. Exactly. <laughs> That, that's pretty close. Is that pretty Because, <laughs> you know, Weird. there's, you know, Somehow I, I, know I, you. I guess I've always been, I've been accused and I, and now I'm an older, I, I look back and say, you know, maybe they were right. <laughs> I'm going to say some maybe habits I've been don't. A little, maybe I've always been a little aggressive, you know. Yeah. Some habits I mean, don't maybe. die, Jack. You know, just, yeah, yeah. just whatever. <laughs> they go, you know, it's like, okay. You know, maybe I was the bull in the china shop. I don't know. Right, 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 right. So, um. The first thing I do is, since I'm a motorcycle guy, I still am, love motorcycles, love motorcycles, right? <clears throat> I'm thinking, evil Knievel. Okay. Why evil Knievel, yeah. why not? Yeah. Like you're going to sell his t-shirts? What do you mean? Okay. Make a long story short. Called him in Montana, tracked his ass down in Clearwater, Florida. Knocked on his door. Comes to the door. I've got my little brochure of me flying through the air on a motorcycle. Yeah. I go, hold it. I'm like you. I'm, one, I'm just I'm a guy. Just a, yeah, I'm not yeah. random. Yeah. And we became friends. No shit. And I ended up with the International Marketing and Merchandising Rights for Evil Knievel. What? Oh, and that was no during shit. the good times. Didn't have a clue what to do with it. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Didn't have the foggiest. I go to Sears, and I'm selling. Now I'm into Sears, and they go, how do we know you, the guy? Right. How, and I go, I'll call him and he'll tell you. Oh, wait. So you're literally just like, no, no, he's, uh, I'm friends with him. Trust me. These are yeah. his. Like, well, what that's how we did Yeah, yeah. I didn't know anything about it's, business. It's like, yeah, yeah. And so Sears is like, no, no, we need to see that you're licensed and this is okay. <laughs> right. Like, no, 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 we're good. I'll call him. If, you have a phone number. Yeah. That's exactly right. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> so I call it. So <laughs> I'm I believe in front all of the this. buyer. Yeah. <laughs> right. You know, it's Sears. Okay. I called Evil. I said, Evil, tell him. He told him, and they're like, "How do we know it's just that's how guy. evil operates?" Right, right, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. He didn't have attorneys and all that shit. Yeah. Right. He'd come to Atlanta. We'd hang out. We were yeah. buddies. We'd ride golf carts. He drove. He drank mimosas. Yeah. He, he he bet on every swing. Yeah. Then I met a guy named Maury Eisman, who, Maury, Maury Eisman, right? Met him at Daytona, sitting in the Goodyear Lounge, okay. back okay. in the day, the original lounge, mm -hmm. right? Okay. And this guy is the manager for Aerosmith. Before Aerosmith was Aerosmith, right? Yeah. Okay. So, heard of him. They say, Jack, this guy managed this band named Aerosmith. I've never heard of him. Yeah. Right. He said, but he's going to buy some T-shirts. So, okay, fast forward. Yeah. I'm up in Boston at the warehouse with the Aerosmith mm -hmm. at the New Year's Eve parties and rocking around with, you know, all those guys. Every one of them. Right. They're all car nuts. Okay. So now I'm into the recording sessions with these guys, and we're rocking around. The T-shirt guy. So I become <laughs> so moving forward. Let's fast forward this whole thing. I'm now I've got, I've got Aerosmith, Evil Knievel, Evil Knievel, Aerosmith, uh, 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 ACDC, mm -hmm. uh, Ted Nugent, the, the guys that are selling shirts, right? Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. And I'm selling a bunch of shirts. I'm doing really and good. That's when it was. Like you said, heyday. That's that's, that's a good time to yeah. be selling those kind of shirts so, with some pretty cool bands. Yeah. So, and look, I got to tell you, boys, it was wild. Yeah. It was wild times. <laughs> I mean, do you how many of these wild times do you remember? Right. Not a lot. Not many. Yeah. <laughs> um, a lot of backstage passes. Yeah. Yeah. I have my own parking place behind the Omni. Okay. I just drive up with a girl. I went to five concerts a week. Yeah. Nice. Right. I didn't need passes. I just walk in the back door. Of the yeah. That yard. part they know you. Yeah. 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 Jack's here. Um, so in 1975, Steven Tyler, was he was he cleaning up? 
just killing it. Was the he ladies? What? With the ladies? Was he uh, oh, yeah. just everywhere? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. It was rock and roll. Yeah. It was sex, drugs, and rock and roll. God bless you. And t-shirts. Yeah. All the T-shirt way. guy. <laughs> now, Ted Nugent, straight and narrow, never did drugs in his life. Huh. Really? Nope. Interesting. All that is just raw energy. Good for him. If you go to his New Year's Eve parties, they're boring as hell. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Orange juice and fruit and <laughs> 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 what was the sh- What's the shirt company's name, by the way? T-Shirtery. T-Shirtery. <laughs> Simple. So, I like yeah, right to the point. So we had, you know, and I'm sitting there one day and I'm going, this doesn't seem right. You know, Aerosmith, assorted pastels. You know, assorted darks, assorted lights. Kind of boring. Yeah. I walked into Cohen's office. I said, you ever printed a black shirt with silver ink? He said, nope. I said, call Universal Ink. Get their ink guy over here and get a washer and dryer. (laughs) Why do you want a washer and dryer? I said, because I'm not going to let you son of a bitch screw everybody and screw this thing up. Right. We're going to print. We're going to wash. We're going to dry. We're going to develop it. I was the first one to ever put silver ink on a black shirt ever. Huh. And I was the the first one to ever do the, the Aerosmith. Yeah, that wings, whole pattern, right? The wings on a black shirt. And I printed, and, I, you know, in the end, I mean, I was doing a thousand dozen every 10 days. Right. And I was the guy who was flying them in. I wasn't selling them at the concert. Other guys did that. Right, right, right. Well, I right. was just, I was a producer of right. the church. But this is going to all their concerts every day. And yeah. then I opened <clears throat> the largest t shirt store in the United States across from Peaches on Peachtree. Huh. Which is where the Peachtree Battle Bridge is right yeah, there. Right. So uh, if you're going into town on the right side, that area, I don't know what it is now, that was Peaches, the number one record store in the United States. Okay. No Across yeah. the street. You're selling shirts for rock bands. I've got right. it. And what I could do is walk back in the back. They're printing the Rolling Stones. We did 80% of the rock and roll business. Wow. So in just how how long? I didn't have all the accounts. Right, right, right. Colton had most of the accounts. Sure. But it was us in Winterland, right? Okay. okay. So what I would do is go back in the back. They'd be printing like, you know, Rolling Stones with the big tongue, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Or yeah. Whatever. I'd go back and I'd I'd walk in the back and I go I'd get a I write a ticket. I go three 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 three, and you could walk in my store and say I want a Rolling Stones, but I want it I want a purple one. All right, we got it. Yeah. yeah. I only had three of them, or four of them. Right. I had one in each size. Okay. In guys and girls. You know what I mean? But you get anything. Yeah. Okay. And then I had a deal, so I was selling the shit. And then Xerox showed up with the first color copier. Uh-huh. And they want, we want to put a color copier in your store. I said, how much are going to cost you? They said, nothing. We're going to put it in your store. So you have color copy. I was the first guy to ever do color copying. Hmm. You walk in, with, walk in with this, I'll put it on your. Right. Doesn't matter. Right. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. So I, the whole plan, right. the whole idea was I was so frustrated because I couldn't come up with any money. It was all about the dream. Right. And I couldn't come up with uh, the money. I said, I'm going to take five years. Very unrealistic. I understand how this works. But I'm going to take five years of my life. I'm going to just forget racing. From, yeah. And I'm going to walk away from racing. And I'm going to go into the t-shirt business, and I'm going to make enough money to sponsor myself. Right. So that was working pretty good. Right. But, <laughs> yeah. you know, the last account, the last conversation I had with my accountant was either you go down there and run the business, or you need to sell it. Because 
without you there, it's not working. Mm-hmm. Okay. I had a partner, and yeah. that wasn't working. Right. And I thought, you know what? The harder I work, the farther this takes me away from what I originally wanted to do. Right. And once I realized that this path was not going to get me there. Because the time you needed or the money that was coming out of it? It wasn't the money. It, it was the like money time. Was okay. yeah, I yeah, can't. Yeah. I, I, I don't have. If I dedicate <laughs> myself to the store and the business, I can't. I don't have any time to go racing. Right. I said, you know what? I'm done with it. I sold it for cash in a brown paper bag. Wow. Never walked back in the store. Yeah. And so, so finally, as I understand it, the, the phone call comes from Joe to come out to Charlotte. Uh, that, yeah, at that, there was a, there was a uh, call. I mean, I'm literally laying in the bed with uh, Joni, I think, okay. my wife today. Oh, wow. And you gave uh, up on the rock and roll early. It's, it's 2 o'clock on a Friday afternoon. I don't know, Saturday. I don't know. Probably Thursday. Um, and you're living out here. So, phone rings. Same thing. What are you doing? I don't have to go through back. Yeah. Drive up there. Get in the car. There's a car. Mazda. Western Airlines. Harry Haggard. Right. Seats in Vardy's driving position. <laughs> won't move. And if you don't know Joe Vardy, yeah. he's five foot three. And yep. if you don't you're know Jack about, Baldwin, you're, you're about six, what, six my two. height? Six, six oh, okay, two. yeah, six two. Yeah. So. Yeah. So. So they pour you into this. <laughs> they pour me in this car. But I remember going into the little trailer, and I'm putting my gear on. Never never been to Charlotte, you know. And putting my gear on, and Joey's in there going, okay, all right, all right, here's the deal. You're only going to have one shot at this. So you're going to come down that front sideway. Car's gonna do this. Car's gonna. He walked me through the lap. He mm-hmm. literally walked me through the lap. He told me, he said, "You crest the hill. Just keep your foot on it. It's gonna get real sideways. Just go with it." Yeah. You know, come down. It's gonna go this way. It's gonna. And I, I memorized it. I knew I had to. Sure. I literally got in the car and went, "Okay, it's gonna do this." He said, "You're gonna want to lift. Don't lift. Mm-hmm. Do not lift." I go to the back side. I go, "I lift him." Right. He said, "Don't lift." I lift him. You know. Anyway, all those guys are like, "Damn, this guy's fast." I was like, "Bam!" Right there with Joey. Like, yeah, boom. So that was one of those races where things didn't go well. Um, uh, the car had a huge problem with the right rear tire, and Joey had a couple blowouts, mm-hmm. but he made it. And after I got in the car, they fueled it, and yeah. it was a Riverside car, so the dry brake was on the right. Like West Coast. Yeah. So when I went into the corner, you know, like after the pet stop, I went in and the right rear tire exploded mm-hmm. and blew the corner off the car with the dry brake. Oh, and fuel. now we're open fuel yep. going, <clears throat> you name it, it's yeah. going. You're spinning. And, and you're spinning. Yeah, you're oh, it's yeah. spreading massive. the love. This yeah. is a massive uh, fire. Yeah. yeah. And somehow or another, I survived that son of a bitch. Right. Got second degree, got some burns back here. I got a scar from it. Lost my entire face. Wow. My entire face came off. I mean, like, yeah. like this, yeah. Yeah. and I was really lucky. <clears throat> yeah. And I, I'll never forget. I, I, I took a deep breath. <clears throat> the met the the I, I didn't hit the wall. The car spun up. I didn't hit the wall. Mm-hmm. It started came back down. I knew it was going to go slam, and it did. And the net was burning. I couldn't get the door open because the strap was burning. Right. And I had taken a breath of air, which saved me. And uh, I was wearing a driver's suit from the old days. Oh, nice. That, yeah. yeah. 
My, like a cotton t-shirt. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Didn't work. Didn't right. shit. My first driver's suit was a, made by a woman who made all the NASCAR driver's suits in Forest Park. Yeah. Before, there was Hinchman, and then there was, that was it. Yeah. Yeah. This and is I couldn't afford Hinchman. So sure. She got a lady. And right. so all the NASCAR guys, and we had these suits, and they look really good, but. <laughs> yeah, but they not, not exactly they fire. Yeah. Them, you know? Keep the bones so, in. So. <laughs> anyway, I I survived. I never forget. I I went out the other window, the other door, upside down, like this, and I just took and I just took my legs and shoved myself through like an arrow. It just right. completely lit. And I landed on my head. <laughs> Luckily, I'd slowed down. Right. To a, you know maybe fifteen twenty. Yeah, yeah. I let yeah. the car go. The I car just still jumped out. Yeah. I couldn't stand any longer. And I'll never forget being so hot and going like this and just saying, "It's all there." Yeah. yeah. You know. Yeah, anyway. Yeah. I survived that one. Right. And that was my first little, you know. <laughs> what a debut. Yeah. So we came back, though. though, though but then I, I came, and then we became teammates, and I'd get, I drove well, uh, the traction. Lumberman's 500. That was race number one. Won that one. Didn't mean nothing, but it was cool. I won it. Yeah. And then we went to Sears Point, won another one. That was two. So my first two yeah. Campbell GT wins uh, were with Joe. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and that's what kind of got me going and. We almost won Sebring one year. We lost by 100 yards, 100 feet. It was a yeah, right. long story, but that's when I got the Wednesday phone call. And I've passed this Wednesday phone call along to a lot of drivers. Uh, I've passed this bit of information uh, to a lot of younger drivers. And the Wednesday phone call goes like this. They said, Jack, I was in the race. I, you know, I was driving like. Ryan Eversley, <laughs> to the front. So okay. really good or really bad? <laughs> well, you know, I wasn't paying attention. I got a little outside on the groove, you know, and I slid it into a wall, kind of bumped it off a wall, uh -huh. you know, just yeah. enough to cause a little pit stop, and we had a little drama. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, but I, I was doing really good, you know. And we got down, and I spent the rest of the day getting it all back, mm -hmm. right? I got it all back, <clears throat> put it back in first place. But. And then we had tire problems at the end. We kept blowing tires and so on and so mm -hmm. forth. We had lost by 100 feet. Yeah. I mean, literally, it was nothing. Yeah. It was. But the Wednesday phone call went like this. They said, Harry's going to call you, and if you open your mouth, you're probably going to get fired. So just listen to what he's got to say and right. don't say a word. But it was the best conversation yeah. that ever this is I ever Harry had. being Harry Haggard. Yeah. He Harry was like Haggard. a longtime engineer for yep. everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'll tell you what, it was one of the best conversations I ever had. It was a life-changing mm -hmm. conversation. And the Wednesday phone call went like this. Uh, Jack, you know, we've got this car, and we do all this work on it. And, um, you know, we're going to get it all ready, and then uh, we're going to bring it out and put it in the box. And then we need somebody to go out there and, I don't know, do whatever you guys do. You know, you go out there, and you run around the racetrack, and you race people, and you do things like that. And But at some point, then you come back, and you put the car back in the box. You give the car back to me. So here's the deal. You can either do that and go out there and do what you do, whatever you do, and bring that car back and park it in a box, or I'll find somebody else who can. Are we clear? I'm like, yes, sir. Crystal. Yeah. yeah. And, buddy, that phone call, that, that was it right there. And yeah, I right. passed that along to a lot right. of people. Right. Yeah. Because you have to be able to do that. That's yeah. your number one. You well, have to be able to. And a lot of race car drivers, as you know, are always right. And yeah, if you I know if maybe you. try to defend yourself in that situation, that's just going to make the situation worse. Oh, one of these, yeah. like, oh, no, you don't understand. Well, here's the deal. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he hit me first. Yeah, whatever. Mm -hmm. yeah. In other words, if you can't go out and do whatever you got to do mm -hmm. and bring that car back without it being tore up, 
if you can't do that, then we need to find somebody who can. Right. That's yeah. it. Yeah. And at that point, things were going really good for Joe, but not so good for Jack. Because, you know, it was Joe's deal. It's, it's Joe's JVR. program. It you're was right. JVR. You're just kind of a driver, and then you're doing some help with well, management yeah, and logistics I'm, I'm, and stuff. Yeah, I, I would be the second driver on that other car. We'd run it sometimes. The car was broke because he was using it. He was building motors. Mm-hmm. That a dyno. Well, that's a critical thing to throw out there, by the because I don't know the people necessarily with modern sports racing affiliate. They like GTU in the day, which was an IMSA series, was a one-driver format for, for the GT cars, correct? Mm-hmm. So Joe could just drive by himself for those deals, and if there was a second car, it would be you. Well, Champion Spark Plug was always one driver. Yeah. Oh, so this was the equivalent of the uh, Con- Firehawk or yeah. IMSA, the Continental mm-hmm. Series yeah. now. Same okay. thing. Okay. One driver. Yeah. So, um, so we got to that point. Joe took off and went somewhere on vacation, and I found myself wondering what I'm going to do next. Because right. Joe didn't know what he was going to do next. Right. Chrysler told him they were done. After a couple yeah. of years, they were out. Right. So I don't think Joe had anything. I didn't have anything. So... At that point, I mean, he wasn't paying me a whole lot. I was living with my parents in Tampa. Sure. I was on the road most of the time. Mm-hmm. It was brutal. The equipment we had was terrible. We had a truck one time, only go 55 miles an hour, like a furniture truck, and right. that was our yeah. hauler. Yeah. It was brutal. I mean, the old, you know, no yeah. no air, no nothing. Yeah, I was right. to say, no I drove, radio. I drove yeah. that so much from Portland. I mean, How did you charge your phone? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't, how we did it, I, I don't know. Right. How did you find the racetrack? Yeah. <laughs> I had to use exactly. a map. Exactly. Yeah. I had to use a map. He's a map. Which I still use today. I like that. Yeah. So I, this was the turning point right here. This was the turning point. So it had been 15 years, and I'd won a couple races, and I kept trying because every time I'd get into a car, whether it be once or twice a year, I'd go to the front. I mean, I, I not, it would just re-energize me like i know i can do this right and i used to say you know in in those deep hours of depression i mean you know not depression like depression but you know no yeah we, we all know it's, that. You know, it's, it's like yeah. it's like the best way to fail is to quit and i'm not willing to quit because i'm not willing to say if i'd have kept trying i'd have made it right but i quit and i wasn't willing to look go further in my life and look back and go, you know, if you hadn't quit, you might have been able to pull that shit off. Yeah, yeah. So I just wouldn't do it. Right. And I just kept kept grinding away at it. So my mother called me. I'll never forget it. My mother called me. She goes, son, what are you going to do? I said, well, I had the house in Woodstock that she'd been making the payments on. And I, I was about 15 grand in debt, which in those years were a lot of money. Yeah. yeah. Um. I had a boat, I had a van, I had a bunch of stuff, but I didn't have any money. And she says, son, you know, what do you want to do here? And I'm 35 years old now, and I'm thinking, you know, I've, I've spent all these years chasing this dream, and, you know, I don't know, maybe it's kind of crazy. I got nothing. So, like, I've got to think about what else I'm going to do with my life because right. I've spent all these years doing this, and... I've got nothing. And, and that's I'm when you started the podcast. Broke. And right. the fact of the matter is, I'm broke. <laughs> and so I said, I'll tell you what. I'm going to spend two weeks. And I'm going to do everything I can do to get a job in racing. And if I don't, I'm going to quit. I, I'll, I'll go get it. I'll, I'll leave that's it behind. It. I'm out. Because yeah. 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 I've got to. Right. You know? And she said, okay. So I hung the phone up. And I'll never forget, man. I was like, fuck. 
you know. And then I said, you know what? If this is it, if this is it, I'm gonna, I'm gotta I'm, go big. I'm, yeah. I'm going big. Yeah. Well, and we keep this is a theme that's kind of been the repeated theme over the last year. That's another way of saying you didn't have a backup plan. That it wasn't like, oh, this no. doesn't work. I'll, I'll work at the hardware store. I'll I'll work with my dad at the driving school. There was no fallback. It's this or you Sink had or nothing slim. in life. This is it. This yeah. is it. Yeah. So, I, um, I, I, I'm on the phone. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. I'm calling everybody. Yeah. Well, I called Jim Downing. And Jim Downing says, and I said to Jim, I said, Jim, I'm just looking for a job. Anything. Yeah. Got anything? He goes, you know a guy named Ira Young? I go, absolutely. Actually, I, I've heard Ira Young's name. I, I know who he is because mm-hmm. his name popped up. Sure. And Ira Young owned Malibu Grand Prix. Oh, yeah. Okay. So there. Kids. Yeah, yeah. Used to be a go-karting place. Yeah, Malibu Grand Prix was like a mini golf slash go-kart kind of center. Yeah. Like a, I can't think He just bought Malibu Grand Prix from, he was a Canadian. Okay. And he lived in Malibu. Okay. A wealthy Canadian real estate guy. Yeah. Okay. And um, so he had contacted Jim about buying the Mazda. Right. That Mazda. Yeah, same one you drove. And Jim says, well... He's going to buy my car. And uh, yeah, I think, and this is how things happen. This is how, yeah, I'll do another one. This is how things happen in life. He said, I, I recommended you as a person that could help him put that thing together. Mm-hmm. I'm like, really? He said, here's his number, call him. So I just dialed the number. Right, yeah. Right. I mean, it was just like, what are you going to do well, now? Yeah, he's going to get out. Yeah, I wake him up for 30 in the morning. Dear oh, I'm Mr. sure he loves you. Yeah, dear yeah. Mr. Grumpy. Yeah. Anyway, so then I'm <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to go out there. I had good I didn't lose my credit. I still had credit. I yeah. had no money. Right. Right. He says, "I want you to come out and see me. I'll pay for it." Thank God. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Done. God. So, <clears throat> I want you to come out and see me and um I said, okay. So I'm going out there, and I'm thinking, and I'm thinking, you know, I get to L.A., and I'm thinking, I'll get a little car, and I'm thinking. I said, no, no. I, I, I rented a Thunderbird. <laughs> and I said, I'm going to roll in. I'm going to be dressed. I'm going to walk in there. Mm-hmm. I'm going to look at him. I'm going to boom. going to be the top yeah, level. I'm, I'm like Burt Reynolds coming yeah, in the door. He doesn't yeah. know yeah. that I'm down and out. Right. Yeah. He doesn't know exactly. shit. Yeah. yeah. All right. He's been Jim Downing. World champion guy. Yeah, just say, hey, this guy's the Jack guy. Hallway. Exactly. Right. Yeah. I'm going to be that yeah. guy. I party with Steven Tyler. Yeah. So I exactly. walk. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So I walk in, and there's uh, Clayton Cunningham sitting there. Oh, oh <laughs> shit. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and he knows. Yeah. Yep. He knows a little bit. I, and I didn't, I had known of Clayton, but I. Right. Yeah. So we talked like this, and I'll, I'll just tell you how the whole thing went. So later on, yeah. I got the deal. I, my first phone call was to Joey. Yeah. yeah. I said, Joey, I went back to the hotel. I'm sitting in the hotel, man. I am blown away. Right. I mean, I'm emotional. I was like, Joey, yeah. I got this deal. They, he says he's going to hire me. And it was a light. That was my break. Yeah. That was it. It was a sink or swim. And it was sink or swim. Yeah. It was sink or swim. And later, I said to him, when I was in there, and I was, because they said, he said to me, he says, so if I put you in my car, what are you going to do? And I looked right at him, and I said, I'm going to win. And so later. That'll uh, be in the movie. That scene will be in the movie. Yeah. yeah. So later, he says, uh, I said, so when I went in there and sat down and talked to you, what was the first, <laughs> well, what was your, what was your impression of me? Yeah. 
And what was your thought? And he looks right at me. And he says, I saw the look of a desperate man. Wow. Oh, yeah. Like, they know. And I said, you know, I was. Yeah. And yeah. he said, when you said you were going to win, I, I knew you were going to win. Yeah. Yeah. So we have a shop that's literally this big. Mm -hmm. You had to take the wheels and the fenders off to get, get a car in the shop. In. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you had to take the wheels and the fenders off. Oh, I thought you were just saying that. You really did. Oh, oh no, you really did. <laughs> Mark Honsowitz, Danny Banks. Dan Banks, yeah. Danny yeah, Banks, Mark right. Honsowitz. Yeah, yep. Those were the crew. For yeah. Cunningham. Yep, yeah. Frank Cunningham. Um, so I remember the first time we went to Daytona. And when is this? 85? It's got to be 84. 84. 84 okay. yeah. And yeah. I went out there and I bought a dually and I got a chaparral yeah. and I did all that did all that stuff on so Clayton. He, he basically said, here, go get take go, care of it. Go make it happen. Yeah. Make it happen. We end the race and we got down. And I ended up driving like 13 hours. That's when you could drive as long as yeah. you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I drove 13 hours yeah. at qualifying speeds. Got it all back. Seven laps. Like every, like, uh, every two out, every two hours, I'd get one back or something like that. I just get pounded, and I remember driving all night, going, "When you got nothing, you got nothing to lose." And I was just going at it, just yeah. bang, bang, bang. I refused to lose. I was hungry. Had to happen. Won the race. Won the yes. some bitch. Couldn't believe it. Yeah. And, um, and this is that was my one victory. That was my one win. And this uh, is the first race for this program. First race. Bang. And you win the twenty-four out of the box. Right. Yeah. Then we went to Sebring. And we won that one too. Yeah. I think we won. I think yeah. it was that year or the next year. He won, yeah, right. Either yeah. that year or the next year we won it. Yeah. I won Sebring. That was my first Sebring win. Yeah. But that car was a that gave, that car delivered two champion two Camel GT championships. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was my break. All right. Yeah. So at the end of those two years, yeah. then things changed. So now Chevrolet, I knew I needed to get out of uh, GTU. Okay. Right. I needed to take a step. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. So Peerless at the time was moving to GTO. Yeah. So I I got that deal. I'm the one who brought the Levi Garrett to it. You okay. Know, I figured that one out. They need to go. You know, I, I don't know. I figured out. I don't know how I got that thing, but figured it out. We were the we were the first ones to ever run shocks, adjustable shocks, ever. We were the that car was the first car to ever run adjustable shocks. Delco program had wires coming out of them. Yeah. Right. Like the old probably like, looked like space technology. How did, oh, that, yeah. how did that pass homologation? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. curious. Right. So I yeah. just out of it. Yeah. I just says, and the car was a sideways car. Mm -hmm. It drifted. It was totally sideways. Right. Like yeah. Road Atlanta at the di at the flag station coming down the hill mm -hmm. back when the dip was there. Yeah. yeah. You, you The way you came over that on that car, you were running 175 to 178 miles an hour. And this is how you did it. Right. Yeah, it's completely crossed kind of up. Totally yeah. crossed up and feathering, working the yeah. throttle yeah. like this. As you brought it to the bottom of the hill, mm -hmm. you had to trans get it this way. Yeah. yeah. So when you had, I, like, I drove it. It was like 700 horsepower. The tires weren't what they are today. Oh, yeah. No downforce. Side, relative. All sideways. Side yeah. I used to go up turn one, and I had my outside groove. And I'd bring yeah. it up, and I'd always do this, and I'd wave yeah. to the corner. <laughs> every lap. And she'd wave back. Right. <laughs> and that's the way I drove it. Yeah. Uh, David Hobbs, my teammate. Yeah, uh, one of them. Epi Weeps was one. David yep. Hobbs was one. And yep. I remember David at Wa Road America gets in a car and he comes in and he's like, "Oh my God!" <laughs> I said, "David, this is when she goes right. You got to go." Yeah, yeah. And uh, this car does. You. The only way you can turn it is drift. It's Side a sprint race. car. Right. Yeah. Right. It's right. a sprint car. Yeah. Drive it side. Drive it with the back end. Right. Yeah. And it was really fast. Yeah. I mean, I could outrun GTP cars. <laughs> On the straightaway, I ignored them. I passed them. 
Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But when it got the corner, they yeah, were coming yeah, back. Right. So they just pull in. They love the draft. Yeah. So that that was the next. That was a really the. Ch- I learned a lot from Peerless and Brad and. Yeah. And I started becoming, you know, learning how to read shocks and read mm-hmm. suspension and. Right. But then I knew then then Buzz had bought Buzz McCall. Buzz McCall bought eight sixty one. Which was one of the two. 851 and 861 were the two Camaros. Okay. okay. He bought 861, the light one. Okay. And we, we were running at GTO. And I was driving the Lola. Mm-hmm. So I said to Buzz, I said, I'll drive for, because I knew the car better than anybody. Right. I mean, I'm the guy who drove the car the whole time. Yeah. yeah. That was a Levi Garrett car, basically, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, you know, it was a Levi Garrett car. It was, a, it was Thunder. Right. We named it Thunder. Pruitt called his car uh, lightning. Okay. Okay. It's adorable. So yeah, whatever. <laughs> so we were, we were huge rivals. Yeah. I could Back see in this. those years, it was huge. Yeah. Right. And we were rivals the right way. Him and Willie were rivals in the wrong. What way. do you mean? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you heard a couple stories? Yeah. I don't know. What it you was mean. bad. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. When I didn't go, when I had the big crash, uh, at some point, and I couldn't make Portland. That's when Willie went. You know, kick. Yeah. We had to punch him and all that. Yeah. yeah. Punch him all. Good times. So. I I said to Buzz, I said, I'll drive the car uh, if uh, and I for free for half the prize money. I thought I'll do we'll do good. Yeah. Right. We'll finish in the top five. That f-ing thing broke every race. We made zero right. time. We're talking yeah. at the end of the year, nothing. Right. Yeah. Nothing. Oh my god. So <laughs> we were at Road America and I went to Buzz and I said, Buzz I have an idea. So my whole life is ideas. <laughs> yeah, that's say. I said, I've got an idea. It's amazing what debt will do. <laughs> yeah. I said, and I was getting paid a little bit of money. Sure. But right. Not very much. Right. <clears throat> so I said to, I said to uh, Buzz, I said, I, got about, I need about 45 minutes to explain my plan. Uh-huh. I've just dreamed it up. And he goes, okay. So we go over in the GM engineering trailer, sit down. And I explained to him about how we're going to go to GM. You're going to say that you've reti- you're not going to drive. Right. Because they wouldn't allow a team owner to be a driver. What? General Motors will not allow a oh, team a GM owner policy. to be a driver. Oh, a GM policy. Okay, yeah. I thought you were talking about like an AMSA policy. So if okay. you're a team dri- yeah, yeah, owner, right. driver, yeah, yeah, yeah. they won't do the deal. Yeah, Gary Pratt's still pissed. <clears throat> yeah. So. <laughs> Damn you, builder. Yeah. So um, you're gonna, we're going to walk into GM, and we're going to say, you're going to tell them you have me under contract. You don't really. Right. Don't and either. you're going to tell them you have me locked down, and you're going to tell them you're not driving. You're going to ask them if we can borrow the Camaro that they loaned Audi. They had a Camaro, uh, a, a Riley uh, uh, a Profab car, mm-hmm. yeah. and they loaned it for some kind of testing. And it was just an it was just a car sitting over there. So I would say, we're going to ask if they'll loan us the car. Loan it. They can own it. We just want to borrow it. And then you can continue your engine deal, whatever engine deal you have. I don't sure. know what you got, but whatever it is. And we'll run as your other team in Trans Am. And Tommy, that's when they had the Berettas and Tommy Kendall, yeah, like yeah. The Max Jones right, and right. all this stuff. And so we would just be the backup. So, okay. So we went to him. They took it to Herb. Herb went, Herb Fisher. Yeah. Herb said... Okay. 
I'll do it. You know, they don't want any money. You know, we had 75000 from uh, Skull. Right. Okay. That's all we had. Okay. And but we had motors, and we had that free car. Yeah. yeah. But also, Trans Am had prize money. And Trans Am had prize money. Which was a real money. thing, which isn't a thing now. So I, I, I put it on the pole at Thrall Revere. Right. And I finished fifth in points as rookie of the year. Nice. And Herb said, if they finish fifth in points, I'll kiss those something. <laughs> <laughs> well, I finished fifth. And All I was right. rookie of the year. So the next year, we're at St. Pete, right? On our way. We needed a sponsor. Son of a bitch. <laughs> right. So honestly, this is how it happened. This is how it happened. I woke up one morning. I just woke up and said to my wife, I said, Joni, I got an idea. I got an idea. So I called Design 3 Studio, Clay Dean, and I said, Clay, so I wasn't even a Mattel guy. Right, right. I wasn't even a Hot Wheels person. Right. But I had this idea, and I said, Clay, so envision the Mattel logo coming off that front wheel on the yeah. side of that Camaro. This so was like in an, an 80s version of my company. Because you would have called me if it was today. Yeah. Right. Exactly. right. Okay. Exactly. Okay. Of course. Got it. So I said, so he says, I'll do a rendering. <laughs> no, I'll do it. So he, d he did a rendering of the car. Mm -hmm. And I, the whole thing with the red wheel yeah, and yeah. the whole thing like this. Yeah. I didn't even know the corporate colors. I did it in the wrong color. He made the car almost, it was like navy blue Kids, black. take notes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, I missed one little thing here. Yeah, yeah. So I had a guy um, at the Chevy dealer. I, was, I used to go pick up my free vehicles at, at Tom Jumper. Uh -huh. So my buddies were, you know, they, I go talk to mechanics and shit. And so one of my buddies back there, I said, well, I said, I got a problem. I, I got a big problem. Because I was noticing that I, I never got the press. I never, I got a lot of press, but I never, it's like, what am I missing? Yeah. I always had a tobacco or alcohol sponsor. Uh, I had Budweiser, oh. Levi right. Garrett, yeah. Skull Bandit. Yeah. So I was always, I was never included. Not gonna put that in front of so the kids. my personality got me, like you. Right, right. My personality got me. Personality. I see. That's it. Yeah. Personality, <laughs> right? You know, but the car, I could never, the connection with the manufacturer, that right. whole. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. And I said, I got to get another sponsor. And they say, you know, we got a guy that comes in here from Mattel, drives a Corvette. <laughs> oh. Marty <laughs> Snyder. Okay. So I had lunch. He set me up. I go have lunch with Marty. I said, Marty, can you get me in that? Where are they? He said, El Segundo. Huh. I said, I'm familiar. Cause yeah, I was my, doing my, the oh, yeah, I know that's that. Really, right. No problem. Yeah, yeah. El yeah. Segundo, Got you it. know? He said, I said, you think you could get me in that building? He said, I, I could probably get He was a Southeastern sales manager. Okay, so he's not like a big wig at Mattel. He's just a salesman. He's just a salesman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. So, and he got a route. Yeah. Yeah. He gets me in, Door and I'm down. literally like this. I'm in this little room. Yeah. i got two guys like this, and I'm in this little room, and I got the rendering right here. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I said to them, I said, they said, so? Why are you here? Oh, you quickied it. <laughs> and I said, I want to bring life to your brand. You've got a brand that's internationally famous. Everyone knows the brand. Mm -hmm. But what is it? It's just a brand. It's like the Golden Arches. It's nothing. Right. I said, so I want to bring life to your brand. I want kids to walk up and go, look, there it is, yeah, and right. go crazy over seeing it, and this is what I want to do. And they were like, whoa. I go, we want to do this. Right. I said, here's what I can offer you. I can By offer the way, you this, this fictitious, fictitious image you're showing us is the Hot Wheels Camaro. Yeah. 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 Yeah, okay. that was the rendering. Yeah. It was the F car. 
was the car before. Yeah. It wasn't the the one that we know. This the one, that, the the one more, that's literally sitting in front of This is the more famous car, right. but this is not the one that won the championship. Right, yeah. Right. The one you won the championship is like a lot more of a square the, body. And everything. Yeah, 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 it was yeah, the F car. Yeah. Okay. So, we, uh, they, I said, I can offer you a uh, a million dollar program. I told them this is a full factory deal, blah, blah, blah. And they got the deal for, I don't know, I think they, it was, they were putting in I asked him for maybe it was not a lot of money. Yeah, two fifty. Okay, two fifty got him the whole deal. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Buzz gave my rights away, my royalty rights away. Uh-huh. Yeah, that hurt. Uh-huh. That hurt. I'd be right. We'd be on the Hot Wheels jet right now. Yeah, we, yeah. We, yeah. We, I'd have been retired ten years ago. <laughs> I'd have a lot of motorcycles. Yeah, yeah. But anyway. Um, so that's how it went, and that's how we went. They made, they've done, they went, it became a huge success. It was like over the top. Mm-hmm. I would go into all these towns, and I would. Yeah, he's I a would, Hot Wheels guy. We, yeah. That's well, the coolest thing in the world. Well, then I went to McDonald's, and when McDonald's was doing the whole NASCAR thing. Right. Okay. And I got a hold of the guy, and I said, look, I don't want any money. I don't want any money. I want to put the arches on the car. Mm-hmm. They go, we can't give you any money. I said, I don't want any money. I just want to use the decal. I want to put this decal on the on the B pillar of my car. Mm-hmm. And here's the car, and this is where I want to put it. I want to put it here, and I want to put it here. And they go, "Why?" I said, "Because I like the way it looks, and I think it's a great connection between you and them. Do you do Happy Meals, whatever?" Mm-hmm. They go, "Well, if you don't want any money, fine." And so I did it because. When the moms and the kids see the golden arches, they go, "This is it." Yeah. Mattel and and McDonald's. Yeah. I, I'm I'm apple pie. I'm, right. Yeah, yeah. I'm right. all American. This I'm, is the I'm car the guy. everyone can root for. It's yeah, a family. Exactly. Hello. Right. So I had, and then I did this deal. Then we got a Camaro, a street car, and we did it up just like the race car. And mm-hmm. I swear, the way we did it, but BBS made special wheels. And right. Shit. And the way we did it from 100 feet, you couldn't tell. I, I want to go back a couple of seconds. I'm, I'm curious, actually, on the Mattel process, because if you're going to get, like, let's call them a Fortune 500 company for argument's sake. If you're going to get a Fortune 500 company in any form of motorsport today, it's uh, there, there's a couple things you're going to be up against. Um, the first one is that you're probably not the first to think of this if you approach somebody today. So, like, McDonald's has been approached by every NASCAR and IndyCar team out there. Um, but the other thing is that's fighting against you is the timeline, uh, because nothing happens in one meeting and one rendering, and all of a sudden, boom, you've got a check for two hundred fifty grand. Right. You go in with a rendering. Was there a deck? Was there a, like here's all the no, demographics? No. It was literally just a rendering. It was just me with a piece of. Uh, uh, I've still got it. Yeah. How cool is that? I've got the rendering, and, right. and they said, uh, the, the, "It's not. It's not the right blue." I go, <laughs> uh, "Yeah, but I, right. I was like, Darn. well, yeah, I'll, I'll make it look entirely. Yeah, I'll right. make it the right blue. Right. Don't worry about that. It's the paper." <laughs> and but, and right. then here was the line. I wonder, and I knew I had to have something. But how many? Like, was there a flagpole that had to go up? Were there three more meetings and six more conference oh, calls? Oh, there was a guy in the company, yeah. Mark, that championed it, and he had to fight for it. Okay, he had to fight really hard. So the for key it. was you had a guy who was like he and was. You on board. always have to have. If you that don't have guy. that guy, if you don't work. have that guy, it ain't gonna happen. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, so now did you? And you didn't know Mark Pryor. He just liked the guy that no, met in the meeting. No, he liked the. He believed in it. He said, yeah. "Man, this is awesome. That's cool." He liked racing. And um, so from that first meeting to the proverbial check in hand, and then how Buzz long was got it? involved. I said, Buzz, you, you, 
you handle that. I'll I'll get these guys in, and then we'll. And then Buzz took it from there. Right. And then okay. Buzz took it, and you know all the like the contracts and. Sure. Shit. Well, yeah. that's what I'm saying. It's yeah. from that first meeting to the proverbial check in hand. How long would you say that was? Oh, it happened in I'd say a month. Six Holy weeks. wow! Two months. That's impressive. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, we yeah, were like yeah. ready to roll. Right. We were rolling. Is uh, I mean, you got a couple runs at NASCAR, uh, arguably never really a proper run. No. Um, is that was that? Do you look back with is with any sort of unfinished business yeah. attitude about that? I went. We got a Bush car. Buzz bought a Bush car, so we take it out to Atlanta Motor Speedway. Buzz being the same Trans Am owner you had. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He yep. owned the car. We got Royal Oak to put some money up. I borrowed a truck from my buddy. Got a bunch of people to help us. Drug it out there. Out in the dirt. First first round of qualifying. I'm 33rd. That's when you could stand on your time or go second round. Okay. And so we're Xfinity at the time was super competitive. Yeah. yeah. V6s. We're done the V6s. Yeah. So I just made a mistake in in uh, in in round one. So we're driving back to the hotel. And all the guys are going, you know, the guys that are helping us. You know, Billy Billy Hess's guys, because he built the car. Okay. And Billy says, they're saying, just stand on your time. Don't worry about it. They want to go home early. No. Right, right. I said, beer drinking time. I said, I have not come all this way in my life mm -hmm. to do this. Not I am not this, right? bullshit. So I, I drained the oil. I put ATF in the, they didn't do anything to qualify for qualifying. They didn't do anything to the motor. They didn't. Right. They just thought this kid's going to lift. I kept saying, "I'm not lifting." Right. If you lifted in the V6, if you lifted, oh, right. yeah. Yeah. you were done. You you drove it in at 194 miles an hour, <laughs> and if you lifted, you were done yeah. in that V6. And um, where is this? Atlanta. Yeah, at the original Atlanta, not the way it is now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The super high And angle. you know, the old oval is hard. Yeah. But, and there was a bump and all this yeah. bullshit, but you had to do it. And so I'm down there watching Mark Martin, what he's doing. And I'm like watching him, and he's like, oh my God, I'm going to do it just like Mark. Right. And they're like, you'll lift. <laughs> I ain't lifting. I said, I'm not lifting. I don't know what you guys are. Look, it ain't going to happen. I have made up my mind. Uh, you don't understand. I'm brave. Right. I'm not. Right. I've decided. That's I ain't scared. lifting. Right. Yeah. I didn't do any car because I knew I'd die. So <laughs> now I'm doing this, and right. I, I'm willing to hit the wall, you know. <laughs> but I'm telling you, I'm like, I'm lift. Well, you'll lift, little lift. So anyway, <laughs> we get, I change everything, get the car. Then anyway, the long story short, I'm fastest second round qualifier. Oh, wow. Oh, nice. And if I'd have done Factor it day one, I'd have been seventh. Right. Wow. Seventh. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. And I got this. Yeah. And they never changed the car after qualifying. Right. The assholes. Yeah. <laughs> you know how loose that fucker? But uh, Tony, said off, yeah. Tony, said, Tony said, every time you go into one, Dan, your car would just go sideways and you'd go all the way up to the wall. Yeah. And you would just be like going sideways. And this is your wife every, watching. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like, I said, because I am out of control and I'm trying to catch it. Right. Yeah. And every lap I would do that. But I was good at driving cars sideways. Right. Yeah, right. So you're like, so I'm right. good at Bob. Yeah. Is what it is. Yeah. So, man, I, I'm, I wasn't, you know. So we finished where uh, we never finished worse than we qualified. Mm -hmm. So I finished like 22nd, 23rd. Right. Oh, then we went to Darlington. And. Sad. So at Darlington, I'm doing really well. Mm -hmm. I'm going to finish in the top ten. I mean, this is there's 15 laps to go. Right. I'm running eighth. I'm doing good. 
but I can't see because yeah. they never clean the windshield. <laughs> never. It's a good team. Yeah. Okay. Never clean the windshield. So I come off a four, and all of a sudden, <laughs> I said, son of a bitch, I just hit the wall. I couldn't see the damn wall. Right, yeah. All I could see was like this. Right, just in front of you. I mean, it was hard. And, you know, I'd leave the pits, and you didn't ever get the windshield. <laughs> I'm like, guys, I can't see. Right. Oh, well, do the best you can. Yeah. But we'd have, we'd have done really well in that race. And then I drove a car for uh, at Watkins Glen for um, Spencer. Jimmy Spencer. Yeah, P4. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, it was good. Yeah. It was good. It was fun. If I'd have, I could have done that. I could have done that really well. Mm -hmm. I love that. Because you know what it is? Here's the difference. In stock car racing, it's racing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, it's it's if you're a it's door to door, heavy on competition. And right. that's my strong point. Right. Right. Racing. Right. You know, uh, lapping, laps or whatever. The str my strong point is is racing. Thanks. So kind of in that same era, um, you were doing a lot with like the Porsche driving experience at Red Atlanta and yeah. stuff like that. I was working for those guys. And is that how you met Jim Taffel? Uh Met him before, long years before. Because Baldwin Taffel was like, oh, five. Oh, yeah, but you worked at the Porsche six, program yeah. in the 90s. Yeah, but it, I don't think I met him there. Okay. I met him a long time ago, and then I met him, where did we meet um, again? Uh, believe me, I've tried to flush this memory out of my brain. Yeah, oh, well, well, that's Because that's, that's, that's of the low points, <laughs> of all the points in my life, mm -hmm. the lowest, lowest point I've ever been at is – the Baldwin Taffel. Yeah. Uh, that was well, so, that so, was so brutal. This, at, that was brutal for at me. At this point in your career, when you met, when you eventually hook up with Jim Taffel, you know, the NASCAR stuff goes away. You'd been, you'd been doing a, the, the, the Grand Am prototype stuff, but that finally kind of went away. And then, and then all of a occasional sudden. Occasional endurance ride. Yeah. You get the occasional endurance right here and there, but there really isn't like a full time anything. And then you kind of hook up with Jim as I, right. as I remember. Right. And then, so Jim Taffel was uh, kind of the, your stereotypical sort of, you know, guy that came from wealth uh, didn't make his own wealth, so to speak. Came from a family that right. had wealth, and yeah, not and a self-made guy at all. Yeah, exactly. A brat. It, exactly. He had some of the traits that come with guys who didn't necessarily earn their own money. Right. Um, but he he enjoyed racing and and hooked up with a guy like you who knew how to put together a team. And so the two of you, off you went into the Grand mm -hmm. MGT rank for the Porsche. Yeah, and he wanted to call it Baldwin Taffel. I didn't want to call it Baldwin Taffel. He wanted to call it Baldwin Taffel. He said, because if I call it Taffel, uh, nobody will give it the time of day. But he said, if I put your name into it, it's also going to have, have great credibility. Yeah, right, right. Greg okay. Wells did the same thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So that's what um, that's how that went down. And everything was fine until really we were doing oh yeah, we were doing okay. We really were doing fine until, Tony, until I hired Tony Dow. Right. When I hired Tony... So uh, was that your call to I, bring in Tony Dow? Yeah, okay. yeah, it was Tony Dow being sort of a very well-known English kind of yeah, technical director, and type. he he had a huge uh, ego reputation. Oh right, and it wasn't a good one. Mm -hmm. But I said if I control the money and I controlled every penny, what was what was the reputation? Uh, screwing people over. Oh, okay, screwing people over, taking advantage, Scre screwing teams, over, being dishonest. Teams. Okay, being dishonest, the whole yeah. thing. Okay. Yeah. and so if I figure if like how can he screw us if I control the money? Right. Yeah. Yeah. How can he, you know, if I control all the money, and I wrote all the checks, I controlled all the money. Zero. Right. And I had bookkeeping, and I was one of those that I realized that. You know what things cost. Look, it's like these deals die because of sloppy 
you know, management of money. So I knew where every penny was, every penny. I mean, I was so strict on my bookkeeping. Tony realized that he needed to get rid of me. Yeah. Where where I went wrong is I I drastically underestimated Jim Taffel his integrity and the okay. kind of person he was. Sure. I, that was my mistake. Right. And I'll tell you who nailed it and who saw it when she was nine years old, eight or nine, Erica Baldwin. Wow, your daughter. Erica Baldwin. Yeah. I said, look, I need to talk to you about the way you're treating Jim Taffel. And she says, and what do you want to talk about? And she says, I said, look, you're a kid. He's an adult. He's my partner. He's my friend. I know I'm working hard. I was doing seven days a week, 14, 16 hours a day. I mean, it was was a thrash. And I said, but, you know, know, you're not going to be disrespectful. You are not going to be. And she stops and she says, Dad, you don't get it. He's not your friend. He's not the guy you think he is. Is He's a bad person. Yeah. And you don't see it. And it's a shame. I'll be respectful to him, but I'm not going to be his friend. And you need to be careful. And I'm like... Okay, here's a nine-year-old telling me this. Yeah, right, right. You know, yeah. she was spot on. Yeah, spot on. And I, I just never realized when those two met, when those two got together, it was like Tony and Jim. Oh, yeah. And once they got me out, and this is how they did it, I drive to the shop, and the locks were changed, my keys didn't oh, work, wow. and what? it was like go away. And I said, whoa, wait a minute, hold it, you can't just do this. I mean, because yeah. I, but. It was one of those things, and okay. it was bad. Wow. Yeah. And then they hired this attorney that was just a, a lethal piece of shit attorney. Okay. And all he did was just cause trouble. Do you know the name? Uh, no. Okay. But this is how it went down. So I was in a bad spot. I was in a bad spot financially right. because I was supposed to get, you know, I said, look, you know, just pay me the severance, our mm-hmm. agreement. We had an agreement. Yeah. Nope. Nope. Up. Just completely, you know, and... Um, I, I, uh, I was pretty in bad spot. I was bad spot with like, uh, with the family, with the kids. Uh, I wasn't ready for this. Um, and, um, it was really hard for me, very hard for me emotionally, uh, you know, to, 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 to how to deal with this and yeah. what to deal with it. I didn't know what to do because yeah. we had all these plans right? and everything was just, right. you know, and they were making up these stories that I was uh, stealing and all so this stuff. not and only are you out in the cold with no backup plan because you didn't know you needed one. But they're spreading rumors. Oh, yeah. And the nice thing about it, the, the nice thing about it was everybody on pit road that they told these stories to told them bullshit. That right. Ball was, right. Yeah. They, and, nobody believed it. And the good it. thing, if that's coming from Tony Dow, if I'm going to choose Jack Baldwin's word over Tony Dow's right. word. Yeah. So yeah. we had, um, you know going down that road and um uh a couple of bright things happened the phone ring ones that the phone rings my first phone call was jim france oh, from wow. to me yeah what happened i, I don't know jim you oh. know but we're it's bad and so that was kind of yeah. nice uh after that um so i get a call from uh chet burke oh yeah okay yeah. so chet i get a call from chet i've known chet for years and years and Chet says, so what are you going to do? I said, what can I do? The guy's got a fucking million dollars. I got nothing. Mm-hmm. I got no money. I mean, I've got some retirement. I'm not going to burn up my money. <laughs> no. yeah, yeah, right, right, right. I can't fight this fight. So I guess I'm going to just take the take it. You know, I'm yeah. going to get screwed. What is he going to do? You know? So he says, um, he says, well, 
he says, here's what we're going to do. He says, um, there's an attorney uh, downtown, and he's waiting for you to call him. And uh, you're going to call him, and uh, you're going to, you know, take it to this son of a bitch. Mm -hmm. I said, no way. I said, no way. He says, you know what? I called you. If we lose, we lost. Mm -hmm. But I believe that you're, we'll win. And so we'll take it on. Wow. So um, anyway, I called the guy. Ch Chet says to me, look, when I was starting out in the business, he says, you know, you were the guy that came out and said, what can I do to help you? How can I, you want, what do you need? Interviews? Let me get you some guys. And he said, you did everything you could to help me build my business. Now it's 10 years later, and I've built this business. I've got lots of money. And he says, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take care of you. And he said, if we win, you pay me back. And if we lose, it was my deal. It's a good deal. So there was a group of people that put the money in. Right? Yeah. So I went ahead and I won the lawsuit. It's, I don't know, you know, you can only be the person you are. Yeah. And uh, I tell these young guys, I tell these young drivers, I say, look, at the end of the day, you will, you will be, you'll be graded or graded or, or thought of uh not by your resume has nothing to do with your resume your resume is your own personal um uh, accomplishment yeah you set out to do something and you won x races mm -hmm. x championships you did what you did yeah. but it, that's for you yeah. but you'll be judged by the friends you've the friendships you've made and the reputation you've earned yeah and that's how you'll be thought of when you walk down pit road at the other end of your career so you got to decide how you want to be thought of. So now, now you've joined the dark side. You're part of management. Yeah. And uh, so you, you now you walk around with the PWC uh, with the World Challenge shirt. Mm -hmm. And um, so, so you are effectively like I, I, I don't actually know your job title, but you're basically like the account manager for the GTS. No, I'm GT4, GTS, GT4, uh, class manager. Cla right. Class business So basically, anybody who runs in GTS, so like I've got clients there uh, with GMG or, or uh, right. anybody who's running a GT4 car, you're just sort of the, the ear that they can turn to mm -hmm. when they've got complaints, if there's something I work in the on entries, level. I work on the business side. I'm not on right. the comp side, but, right. but I, because I see it from all angles, right. um, I, I, I fight for them. Right. I mean, I'll walk in, and I, listen. I I might not win the battle. Yeah. But they. But listen, I've gone into Claude and said, "You've got to fix this. This is right. bullshit." Uh, you know, I am not going to. Right. But uh, we have our conversation. Exactly. But GT4 is a very heavy customer-based category. So I mean, I can only speak for, of course, my client. But I can't but. have. I cannot. Yeah. Exactly. It's like if you take the fun factor out of these cars. Right. I cannot have that. Right. You have to go a different direction. I'm right. sorry. If it affects the business and if it affects the customer in a negative way, right. then I'm, and the guys now are starting to come to me and they're saying like, hey, we're really glad you're, thanks for listening. Yeah. Because I do listen. Yeah. And I want to hear what they, tell me what you got to say, you know? I told you when we talked last night that we had a pass along question that we have. So uh, like last night, well, two nights ago, I guess, whenever it was. Ari. We, no, 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 not Ari. Uh, we sat down a couple nights ago with... Uh, oh, Vardy. Yeah, with yeah. Joe Vardy. And obviously, what better person to follow Joe up than uh, with you? So, Ryan, what was his question? How old are you, actually? 
<laughs> oh man, my I, I caught a lot of that. My team, my people that I grew up with, they go, "Ha, ah, wait a minute, how 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 come you're still 50? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh huh. Exactly. Yep, I'm still fifty. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. Here's the deal, and I answer this question. Okay. Years ago, I realized. I told Anthony Ozera this. I tell you the same thing. Okay. I mean, they say, but now it's a more they, they, they they're more serious about it. Yeah. But back in those days, they go, they 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 change the form. They go put your age down. They didn't say, you know, this is a right. legal affidavit. What year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I just. <laughs> I just put this – so I backed up about three years, and then I just kind of – I'd go a year, and then I'd hold on that year for a couple, two yeah, or three. Yeah, yeah, as you do. Yeah, yeah. Sit there. You hover, know, hover. Put, put 38, and, put, and then next year I'd put 38. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Or maybe 39. So you had a solid – like, yeah, you yeah. know, and everybody just like – So you're 38 for a solid five years. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, it just like took a long time for me to get there. So – and when I retired, when I decided to finally stop, yeah. I was 68. Mm -hmm. Wow. And I was winning races Still at going wheel to wheel with Lawson. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. And uh, so, I mean, uh, I don't know. You know, I did. I, I always wondered, you know, how would it be like when I stopped? And I think I timed it just right. right. Yeah. I actually think I timed it just right. Because yeah. I don't know if I could race I hear you. Totally understood. So... You mentioned Hurley Haywood earlier. Uh, we sat down with Hurley two years ago now. So crazy. And uh, <laughs> he mentioned the craziest story about how he had a crash and you saved his life just sort of by chance. Yeah. At Road Atlanta. It was um, It was by chance. And if, if you ever believed in angels, mm -hmm. you know, which is, you know, you think about that, uh, that w this would be a good reason to believe in an angel. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Because uh, how he actually ended up living mm -hmm. and not dying. Right. And uh, in fact, I did save his life, but I had there was other people involved. But uh, it was a remarkable story. Yeah. So it's a remarkable story. Yeah. So I was doing the Porsche. I mean, not the Porsche. Excuse me. The um, Georgia. Uh, I was working for Road Atlanta. Mm -hmm. Okay. 1973 or 74. And uh, probably 74. And um, I was doing the Georgia State Highway Patrol Pursuit High Speed Training School. Right. One right. of the first in the country. Yeah. And um, working with Dave Sawyer and Earl Walker. Okay. They built a racetrack. And um, so we went to lunch. We'd always, we had 15, so we had 15 state patrolmen. Okay. Uh, and we'd go to lunch and then we'd come back, right? And so we, the ambulance was a Ford Fairlane. Station wagon, huh. station wagon okay. with, yeah, a, right. with a uh, first aid kit, uh, a tackle box, a metal wow. tackle box okay. with a few things in it. Right. Sure. That's what yeah, it was. Way, way better bullet. than, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that, you know, lay the seats down, you know, the, the <laughs> yeah. metal, the metal flat. It's the same as a medevac. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. It's yeah. like that. Uh, so. Terry um, Trammell's right there. Yeah. 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 So I didn't know he was going to come and test. So we got back from lunch. And as we come in the paddock, and the original paddock is still there, you know. We come in, and as we come in there, uh, we see Hurley going up the hill yeah. in the Can-Am car. And David says, what's he doing up there? He wasn't supposed to run until we got back. So for whatever reason, David goes down, goes down the hill, down on pit road, turns left, and he's going on the racetrack with the station wagon. And I'm like going, 
It's a little weird. David, where are you going? Stay offline, man. Stay <laughs> offline. I'm looking backwards. Right. I'm literally in the bench seat, you know, the yeah, bench yeah. seat. Right. I'm twitch around, you know, no seat belts. Mm-hmm. What the hell? Yeah, well, and I'm watching. I'm saying, stay way offline. I don't mm-hmm. know. We got to turn three. We popped over, you know, like, oh, shit, I'm a little nervous. Mm-hmm. Well, we get to five, and Hurley doesn't come. And it was one of those things where, you know, he could have pitted. He could have pitted. Mm-hmm. But for whatever reason, I remember we were right at the apex of five. I looked at him, he looked at me, and he floored it. Yeah. Like, and now sense. he's driving this station wagon as fast as it will go. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're going through turn six. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's turn yeah. seven. Yeah. And we're just driving as fast as we can because we just are both thinking, right. Something's what up. if? Yeah. Yeah. We pop over the hill, and there's the Can-Am car, upside down, mm-hmm. over to the right, you know, uh, just over to the right, and, the, and it sheared the roll bar off. Mm-hmm. The car was flat. Right. It was, like, underneath it, or, you know, like Jesus. he was underneath the car. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, right. And so we come up to this thing and jump out, and I ran, we ran over it, and, I mean, I, I strained so hard to – lift that car right that i am stuck i still have the watch today it's a hoyer watch yeah i broke the pins wow oh wow it broke the yeah, pins. Yeah, yeah. this is how and i mean we couldn't get it up right. we we'd get it up and then it would drop back down we couldn't get we had to get it up vertical yeah to be able to, to pull get Hurley out. out of the right. car right right we looked in there and his chin strap he was pushed over like this and his chin strap was choking him Jeez. his face was swollen yeah. it was like purple blue and his face was swollen. He, he was out. Yeah, right. We knew he was in trouble. But here we're back there. No radios. Yeah, what are you going to no do? No nothing. Yeah. I mean, we're like, holy every shit. Every second is counting. So Every second. So yeah. we try. We try. We're frantic. David, what are you going to do? David jumps in the ambulance, or the, the station wagon. Yeah, right. And he drives off. Yeah. And he gets off and he's, as he's taken off. Just at that moment, if you can imagine, coming up the hill, over the crest, on the in, on the infield is Harold, the maintenance guy, right. in the old truck. Yeah, wow. And I think his name was Harold. Right. I'm pretty sure he worked on the he worked uh, yeah. maintenance. All guy. hands. Yeah, yeah. He just happened to be coming this way. Yeah. Now, <laughs> I mean, just happened to be coming. Right. This what are way. the odds on that? Yeah. What's the odds on that? So now, so David slams on the brakes, yeah. puts it in reverse. You know, back to mm-hmm. me. We're waving her. You know, he doesn't know. Yeah. Yeah. Harold doesn't know that anything's sure, happened. He right, can't yeah. even see the K&M car's flat. Yeah. You know? There's no smoke. There's no fire. There's no nothing. We're like doing this shit. Yeah, you freaking know, out. He co- Third guy. We were able to get the car up. Yeah. We get Hurley out. I've got him. I've got him. Yeah. We open the back of the station wagon. Literally throw him in. Now, let me give you a little background. When I was 18 years old, one of my first jobs was... Uh, I worked for B. Marion Reed Funeral Home in Tampa, Florida. Okay. So this was back before uh, rescue and emergency. This was back when funeral homes were ambulances. Oh, wow. And I you used to have worked bodies in. for two, a year and yeah. a half, one of my first jobs. And I've delivered babies. I've gunshot yeah. wounds. I've done pretty much all. Yeah. I've been in a, I've, I've seen a code one and a, you know, yeah. the whole boom thing. I've, mm-hmm. So I had a little experience. I throw him in the back. And I jump in with him. David drops it in gear, and away we go. 
We go over the hill down to the – all the men are waiting for us. They don't know where we are. Right, yeah. They're all – 15 of them are sitting there waiting for us. We go by. We yell out the window. What? So they're pretty sharp. Right. They radio ahead, and they they got – uh, you know, like Highway Tolman out by the oh, interstate. Oh, they live now. Okay, great. The interstate was there. Okay. And it, but yeah. it ended. It doesn't, you know, it, yeah, now yeah, it keeps yeah. going. But, right. but back in those days, it ended just one exit out. Mm-hmm. So, or actually, I'm, yeah, we went at one exit and we had to get off and then drive down the side roads. So, as we're leaving the racetrack, um, we're pulling out. Hurley's in really bad shape. Mm-hmm. And he had swallowed his tongue. And so... I'm ripping this uh, thing open, and there was a clear way in there. Oh. So I opened the clear way up, and now I've got my hand stuck in his mouth, and I'm trying to get that tongue out. Yeah. And I am, and he is fighting. He's yeah. in convulsions. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's fighting for his life. He's sure. going crazy. And, I mean, he is eating. He's basically eating my hand. Yeah. But I'm sitting there, and I'm thinking to myself, I I cannot let Hurley Haywood die. Right. Yeah, I right. mean, this can't happen. Yeah. I don't, I was like, are you yeah. right. me? Right, right. So I'm like, and I'm just screaming, and Dave is like, what's going on? Shut up, just run right. You know, right, like, right, right. fucking goom. I got it in there, you know? And now I'm, and he's like, it's not good. Yeah. yeah. Right, and right. he'd take a breath. I'd get him, you know, get a little air in there, you know? And then he'd take what one and then he you know and all that so david drives his ass off we get a little bit of a a, um an escort we basically blew the ambulance out right station wagon yeah Uh, but we made it and i kept him going the whole way i just kept saying david faster Mm -hmm. faster speed because that's all i could do is you know keep his lungs clear right and uh I remember we got him there. We had to tow the ambulance, the station wagon off. It was junk. <laughs> we went over curbs. We, I'm sure. Yeah, it, yeah. Was, it was like in the movies. It was yeah. in the movies. Yeah. Right. And, um, and, and I remember the doctor saying, how close is it? They would say, it's too close to know. So they, they actually sent him up to like Ohio or someplace. He would know. Okay. And they did the brain waves, and he was okay. Hmm. He actually made it without. They said the biggest problem was well, he's going to live, but we, will, we don't know if he's got brain damage. Yeah. From lack of oxygen. Right, yeah. right. So luckily he didn't. He yeah. just made And I said, how close was it? They said, uh, too close to Never know. know. Yeah. yeah, too close to Crazy. Know. We don't know. Jesus but it was that Christ. close. You and Hurley ever talk about it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He didn't know until years later. I called her Peter and told Peter about it. But yeah, I guess he was unconscious. How would he know it was you? What's the What's anyway. the story about you crashing at Sonoma? Summit there, Point. Sorry, Summit Point. A summit Point. So... <laughs> so this was the weirdest thing. This is probably needs to go in a book somewhere. Okay. Right? okay. Seriously. Um, <clears throat> so <clears throat> we're at a GTO race. I'm in the Camaro. Yeah. And Ralph Levi, Levi Garrett car? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, so uh, Roush and uh, Gurney is there. And Willie's driving. One of the Willie's driving. Cool. With, uh, I don't know who's. It was either Dennis Ossie or Fangio at mm-hmm. that time. Goy was running a Mustang. Yeah. Uh, Wally was there. Tough crowd. The whole, the yeah. whole, the yeah. whole gang was there. So we start out, and it's going to rain. Uh, the track's a little bit wet. It's been raining. Uh, in the rain, the Camaro is far superior to the to Toyota and the the Roush cars. Okay. So it's a rainy day. So it's a rainy day. We're running. We've got a split, and mm-hmm. so it was Willie, and then 50 feet behind was me, 
and then right behind me was Galloy. Okay. Okay. So we broke away from the field. So now, so you know, you go down to one of the way. I remember, you know, you turn right and then you turn right again. Mm-hmm. Then there's that hill. Yep. Go over the hill, then it goes down, then it kind of bends to the right, and then goes down in there like that. Mm-hmm. So we're we're coming. We're, we're, we're coming out of that corner. We're coming up the crest of the hill. It's 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 about to rain. The thunder, the lightning mm-hmm. is hitting. So that they've just taken the TV cameras down because of the rain. Yeah, it's way too dangerous. I'm sitting there going, enjoy, Willie, because you ain't got but about two laps to go. Right, once it rains, I'm, I'm out of here. I'm taking the lead, and yeah. it's going to be over. Yeah. So he knew it. I knew it. We all knew it. So it was just, here we go. Yeah. yeah. So we, as we come up, we see Amos Johnson and this – these two guys mm-hmm. that ran this 914.6 with, and those back in those days, they, you know, they had open fenders. Okay. You know, the, the fenders. Yeah, right, the, right. Yep. So, so um, Amos, before we got there, Willie, Willie goes by, or before Willie goes by, whatever, Amos moves over. And Willie clears. Mm-hmm. And I, here I come. Gloy's right on my ass. And as we crest the hill, and we're rolling, and we're probably running at, what, 140, 50 <laughs> right, right in there? We're yeah. flying. And right at the crest of the hill, the Porsche decides it needs to go, it wants to go to the left side of the racetrack. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So just as I'm cresting the hill full throttle, yeah. he turns. Mm. <sighs> My front right wheel hits the back of his uh, left front wheel. Mm-hmm. Okay. The car launches. Yeah. yeah. Off the, off the perfect storm, yeah. off the ramp of the hill, yeah. full throttle, the back As tires drive the car into the air. The yeah. car goes in the air. Yeah. It does a flips over on its roof, turns around in the air, and comes down on the roof backwards. Yeah. There's As a documentary called Driven where this very similar <laughs> scene kind of happens. So yeah. I'm back. Now I'm on my roof <laughs> yeah. going backwards. Yeah. At like buck forty, yeah. and yeah. I'm in the wet grass. Yeah, right, yeah. right. And so I'm on a roof. Right. I, I, there's no tracks. Mm-hmm. I'm in the and, and so all I remember is, all I remember is, uh, I, I I tell the story of reaching up and turning the switches off. Right, right. <laughs> getting my head back. Yeah. yeah. Put my elbows in and getting ready. Get my thumbs out and get ready. Yeah. I don't, you know, thumbs like, coming. And yeah. I because I I'm looking at, I'm right. looking at yeah. you're covering yeah. ground. <laughs> and so I hit the, I hit the, uh, I go in and I hit the uh, tire wall. And then there's a, there's an, a, a, an embankment, an earthen embankment. And all these trees, these little pine trees are mm-hmm. like this big. And they're all over the bank. Mm-hmm. So I, I go in like this. I hit like this. I go up against the trees against the bank. Then I go up like this again, end over end. End over all the way through the tops of the trees, and I am God. out. Right. And out so yeah. that completely so, uh, cleared the so track. So that part of the story, I'm out. I leave no tracks. <laughs> right. There's no tire roof. tracks. I'm on my roof. All right. the grass. There's no. It's a nice smooth roof. Yeah, absolutely. Right? The windshield blew out. You know. Yeah. Um, but I'm outside. Right. Well, Gloy, because he was by me, he hits the guy's left rear wheel. And they crash together. So Gloy and the corner worker sees Gloy and the Porsche crash. Mm-hmm. Doesn't so know. they run down and they are taking care of that. I was kind of gone. Right. Right. 
I would, and it, and the way I went out was between two corner stations, and they couldn't, they didn't see it. Right, and you're literally out of the track. Now I am <laughs> out of the track completely. Um, I was still wearing an open face helmet. Good, yeah. good. I got hit right here with a tree. Oh god, or something like yeah. right above the eye. Yeah. Just my helmet just caught it. Okay. okay. But I got a concussion and I couldn't see very well. Okay. So it was like if you're underwater with your eyes open. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like so blurry. it's like okay. blurry. Yeah. So even if you so packed now, a book, you couldn't have been reading it. So the tree, bow, 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 boom, bow, boom, <laughs> you know, you know, big yeah. crash. Yeah. So now I'm late. The car's like this and I'm here mm-hmm. on the yeah. top. It, now it's raining. Good. Good. The, the rain is pouring down rain and the thing. So I, I drink, I, you know, I'm in the car like, like this, and I get myself out. Pull, I'm sitting on top of the car. Sure. I don't hear anything racetrack. I don't see anything racetrack. <laughs> I, I'm looking around, and I'm blur, and I don't see. Right. So I fall off the top of the car because I get myself as real slippery, and I fall off, and I land flat on my face in the, on the mud on this dirt road. So I'm laying there, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, my God, you know, what happened? And, oh, shit, you know. I don't hear a racetrack. I don't hear cars. I don't see guardrails. Right. I don't see no- nobody's around. Time goes by. I don't know, you know. Meanwhile, what's happening is the field, the pace cars picked up the field. They're going around, and they're saying, where's Baldwin? Right. Well, the people behind us. Now imagine we broke away from the field. Gloy, he doesn't—he's crashed with this guy. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know, so he knows no it, but they didn't ask Gloy. Right, yeah, they yeah, didn't yeah. ask Gloy. And he probably right. assumes they know. He assumes you know, you're they not, know. You're not running back going. By so, the way, yeah. right. So now you got Charlie, Charlie, um, um, uh, Celix. You got Jack Roush. You got uh, Gurney. Mm-hmm. You got Brad Francis. They're in the tower, and they're all saying, "Where is the car?" Right. Yeah. Uh, Wally's going. Uh, I don't know. I haven't. All the drivers are going. We don't know where. Yeah, right. We don't. We don't. The, the pace car is going around. The safety car, the Porsche. Yeah. It's going around, and they're going. We see no signs. We yeah. don't know where this car went. We have no idea. So now these guys are up in the tower, and they're talking to Ralph off, and they're going, "Okay, where's the car?" The jokes up, and they're like saying, uh, "We we don't know where the car is. Like, what are you talking about? You right, don't know where right. the car is. Of course, you know where the car is. Where's the car?" Well, meanwhile, I'm out there, and I, I'm laying there. So I finally get up. Blurred vision. And I, yeah. I, I get up, and it's just like this. I get up, and I'm like, <sighs> so I look this way, and there's a light, kind of light. Mm-hmm. And I look the other way, and it was kind of dark. <laughs> so I, I sort of. So logic so says, I'm, yeah. I'm going to walk towards the light. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, the light end of the road. Yeah. yeah. You know? So I'm walking down the road. At any point, do you think you're dead and this is just some sort of... Beginning. I don't know. The beginning of afterlife. At this point, I don't know. Okay. (laughs) I'm I'm stumbling along. So you're not saying no. I I went through a little creek. I remember I stumbled through. I fell in a creek. I landed in the creek. I dig myself up the other side of the creek. I tripped over this cable. That Mm -hmm. was the cable. And you literally can't see straight. I can't see straight. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Everything's going like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the cable that doesn't let people go down this little road back off the track... I trip. I just tripped over yeah, that. Right. Slammed on my face again. Like I have my helmet on. <laughs> so f- I finally get to this girl. I finally get out there, and I see this long way off. I see this girl running at me full speed. She comes over. She grabs me on both shoulders like this. She goes, "It's been ten minutes now. Yeah, it's yeah, been yeah. ten minutes. They don't know. They haven't got a clue." 
So they, she grabs She goes, where have you been? I like, <laughs> like, it's I'll your fault. <laughs> I never found her again. I was like, you know, I'd like to talk to you. Right, right. And I go, over there. You know? <laughs> and so, I, now I, so at the corner station, there's this piece of wood. That's where the corner guys stand. Okay, yeah. Okay. Uh, you know? Yeah, yeah. Right. So I go and I'm laying, I'm laying on it. Right? Yeah. And I'm laying on it. Everything's doing like this. Yeah, stars. yeah. Right. So all of a sudden, I see Gloy. Tom Gloy, yeah. Right there. I go, I jump up. I go, whoa, I'm good. What are you doing? Yeah. You've got to get out there. You don't. You didn't need to stop and check on me. <laughs> I don't like it that much. Right. I mean, come on. Right. What are you crazy? Right. No, get back in the car. Crazy. Get back in your car. Like, no. You know, no, no, no. He said, you know, I didn't know anything about what happened. <laughs> right. Why right. would you? So anyway, now here comes the Porsche, uh -huh. and, and here comes Safety the ambulance. Car. Yeah, right. So we get into the ambulance, and uh, you know, it's 15 minutes going by now. You know, right. they still don't know where the car is. I yeah, mean, they just, yeah. I'm there. They had to go find the car. Well, Jack came out from that over it's there. Back that way. So just yeah, the right. guys went down there and kind of searched along and found the car. Yeah. Laying over there in a big pile, right? So um, so we get in the ambulance. So it's the guy. It's in the, the Porsche? Yeah. Yeah. It's that guy. Yeah. It's me. And it's uh, Goy yeah. and the nurse. Mm -hmm. So we're riding along. And I'm like, I said, so, so, what were you thinking? <laughs> and the guy says to me, well, I, I guess I wasn't paying attention. Oh. So I proceeded to get up at that point and just start beating the <laughs> shit out of this guy. <laughs> I mean, I'm pounding it. I'm like on this son of a bitch, like, boom, boom, you son of a Now, for all we know, you're pounding it out of the seat because you can't actually see the guy. But, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, he's landing. So Gloy, so Gloy, he gets me, he gets me, he goes, Jack, 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 sit down. you got a concussion. You have to be calm. Right. <laughs> right. So I'm like, okay, okay, okay. And he's like, Calm down. And the guy's like, "Yeah, you crazy son of a bitch." Yeah. Like so the minute I calm down, Gloy gives him on him. Now I jump back on the guy. Jump on. Well, Jesus. so then the nurse jumps on us, and yeah. so there's this big thing going on in the ambulance. When the door opens up, we throw the guy out. I mean, the guy like the door opens, and the guy goes. <laughs> right. Jesus Christ. I told Ralph off. I said, if that son of a bitch ever shows up again, right. I'm telling you, I'm just going to wreck the guy. Yeah. I'm just going to wreck him. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm just, I'm not even going to race. I'm right. just going to go it's out and for preventative maintenance. Yeah. Right. I'm going right. to wreck the I'll guy. take care of it. And okay. uh, they never let him back. Uh, <laughs> come back. But, but that was, that's a story that, that it's like when I don't think it's ever happened before. Right. Where they completely just lost a car. Completely yeah. lost a car yeah. and had no idea where it was. Yeah. And honestly, if I'd have stayed over there, they think still about it. Yeah. Yeah. When would they have? Yeah. Think no about it. Right. How long would right. they have? Because yeah. they didn't even yeah. know where to start looking. Sure. Yeah. yeah. They would have had to say, well, we got to, let's start. Let's you start bled out already. Like a like search already, party. Yeah. Yeah. They'd have had to yeah. put a search party. Yeah. Right. Just kind of fan the right. woods. Yeah. The fire's already completely smoldered at yeah. that point. Because yeah. the, 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 the TV cameras, had they had just shut them off. Because of the weather. Because of the light. Right. Yeah. That anyway, is crazy. that's a great story. People love me to tell that story. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and now the world knows. All right. Well, I thought that was awesome. Yeah. It was It was good. How do you feel about it, Jack? Oh, I think it was fun. Is, it's is like there having dinner with racers. <laughs> 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 All right. With that, for now, Continental's got...
So if you remember Johnny O'Connell, he was the fastest guy in the world. And uh, as you just heard from Jack Baldwin, he was one of the first people to do a lot of things in the sport. But uh, gave us a lot of time, a lot of great stories, and is a larger-than-life personality. Name some things you like in life, Ryan. I like you. Yeah, Jack Baldwin invented me. Right. Um, I like racing. Yeah, Jack Baldwin invented that. I enjoy pizza. Yeah, Jack Baldwin. You know what I love? Huh. Continental tires. I love them too. Jack Baldwin did not invent them. He did not. But you know who did invent those tires? I don't know. But our fans seem to really like them because they keep buying them and tagging us on social media. And that's a huge help. That's really making a big, big deal at Continental. So thanks for all the love and support that's keeping us on the road doing this. we got big plans for the show. You guys are a huge part of that. Let's uh, play some music. This is Anna Volpe. She's on Bandcamp. This is You and You. Yeah. 